Hello everyone, this is Harry Potter Poop Fan 44, and I'm here with my friend. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't have friends. <laughs> oh. No, I, I couldn't think of a fake name. I've been worried about this for the past hour. Zach over here can confirm. I didn't think up fake names before we started this one. So I wanna I wanna just contribute it to the fact that we haven't done one of these in half a year. We're rusty. Yeah, we just need to get back to the swing of it. Which is especially great because the last episode was titled It's Been a While. Oof. And there's been a longer gap between this and that one than that one and the one before that one. Yeah. We did not do a lot of wasps. What? No. We can't. We forgot the name of the show, even. It's pretty fucked up when you think about it. What? <laughs> yeah, we haven't. We haven't talked with a lot of wasps as of late this is a really bad intro this is a, so let me salvage it by copying the last intro so zach let me tell you about my my spider-verse incident because i had a spider-verse uh. incident in the year of our lord 2019 okay so me and Th this has not been built up like the broly incident was but please continue so, so me and my co-worker went on a little bit of a date and it was fun. We played pool for a bit, and then we went and we saw Spider Verse, and I, I, you know, we we had the tickets ordered online, so we we went up to the kiosk, and and we we swiped the thing, and then the tickets popped out, and it was fine. Then we walked over, and then movie theater girl ripped our tickets and went, oh, you're in theater five. And then we walked into the movie, and we sat down, and it was very normal. Uh, I had a normal <laughs> theater experience for the first time in... Actually, no, that's a lie, but I was just very happy I had a very normal theater experience. I mean, considering all the things that could have gone wrong in that situation... Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed. I'm I'm thrilled to be honest. That's why I feel I, like uh, this is noteworthy. I went to a movie theater and nothing bad happened. I feel like that's noteworthy for you. I feel like it is. I feel like the WASP audience expects better of you, uh, or worse. Yeah, we we want your misery. Yeah, see, that's why that's why I built like that because I was like, I'm gonna disappoint everyone. Yeah, and so, I think everyone probably is. Yeah. Can you just, like, just, like, pretend for a moment that, like, in the middle of Spider-Verse, movie theater girl walked up behind you and went, how was Broly? You know, like... No, that didn't happen. Uh... It was very, it was very forgettable of an experience, which is good. Uh, glad to hear the movie was good, then. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, no, that was just the prelude. The movie was highly enjoyable, I've heard nothing but praise. So, let me tell you about Into the Spider-Verse. because. So, first Please. of all, I don't like going to kids' movies because the few times as an adult I've gone to, a, like, a, like, a movie for a younger demographic. Like, not even necessarily just, like, for, like, you know, kids or whatever. Like, I've just gotten, like, the dirtiest looks from soccer moms. And, That's like, weird. And, like, I don't like feeling like I'm intruding onto space that doesn't belong to me. So I was happy that I had someone to, like, go see it with, because, like, you know, it's... I feel like it's more of, like, a not-weird thing to, like, you know, do it as, like, a date thing or whatever. So you posted this on, on, on either Twitter or in Discord, I don't remember which. Probably and both. 
I was honestly really kind of perturbed by this because I don't understand why they would look at you like you didn't belong there because like superhero things are so universal right now. Well, like, so to be, I should state like the other things I saw were not like superhero things. Like they were just like kids movies or whatever that like yeah, I went with, with other it people. It feels judgmental in a way that bothers me. Yeah. And like the oh, fact that <laughs> the fact that those people actually affected you in that way just proves that it's like, well, it's really shitty of them. Yeah. But anyways, I feel like I like made steps towards like, ah, eh, fuck it. Who gives a shit anyways? I paid money for the fucking ticket. I belong here. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, I'm happy I went because Spider-Verse is fun. Um, but the real thing that made me feel like I didn't belong was I, I started to realize, Zach, that... So, like, you know when you see, like, you sat down and you watch, like, kids' movies, and there's always those jokes they throw in to keep, the like, the adults in the audience entertained? And, like, when you're a kid, sure. they just kind of go past your head. But then you get older and you're like, oh, that's a reference to whatever thing at the time that I wouldn't have even known, like, known about or whatever. Yeah. So, like, Spider-Verse is the first, like, kids movie I've seen where, like, those adult jokes are for our generation. Yeah. And, like, that made me feel old in a way that, like, made me feel really, like, weird. Like, there's a point where... There's, like, this weird, like, cross-dimensional thing going wrong and, like, a bunch of buildings get smushed together and a bystander on the street goes, like, oh, I think that's a Banksy. And I'm, like, oh, oh, no, oh. that's for me. I'm the oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, And, like, just, like, weird, like, the adult humor has now just become Twitter jokes, kind of. Oh, that's fascinating. And I was, like, oh, no, we're the adults now. This is fucked yeah. up. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah, and I, that was that was not my main takeaway from the movie. The, the movie was actually very good. Um, it actually does feel very, like, I don't know. It feels made for, like, our generation and below in a way that, like, I wasn't expecting because of how, like, oddly self-aware and meta it was and like i feel like this is the first superhero movie i've seen where they like just kind of figured that like kids watch youtube and know a bunch of dumb comic book shit and they don't bother to explain much they're just like yeah you know spider-man already and like yeah. i was like this is weird but like also they're not wrong because how many spider-man movies have we had in the past deck you know like it's so fucking weird well, yeah i remember too um reading a thing about how like when when they were writing their version of Peter Parker, they were like, yeah, like, he's just all of them. Like, all of the adaptations, all of the, like, you know, we took from everything. Like, you know who this character is, so we, like, wanted to make him, no matter what Spider-Man you grew up with, you had something you knew in him. Which, which I thought was a really interesting way of handling that. Which is also fascinating as hell, because, yes, they do that, but also... They, they do this thing where every time a new Spider-Man variant comes up, like, they throw, like, a fake comic book on, sc like, screen and give you the one-minute origin story. And for the original Spider-Man that's, like, from the Miles universe, because, spoiler alert, I guess for, like, the first few minutes and also, like, like basic, like, if you know anything about Miles Morales, you, you know this about like his origin or whatever but like the peter parker from the miles universe who dies so that miles can take on the mantle when they give you his origin story they just have what is basically an animated clip show of all the raimi movies 
Huh. And it like they show like the train thing. They show like it, I, I was oh, like, oh, that that would actually fuck me up. I was like, oh god, like, like to, it is to the point that like part of me was like, I feel like they probably asked Tobey Maguire to voice this character. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's so weird. But like it's also very clearly not that world. But like it, they yeah, just show yeah. him doing all they, the rabies movie things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man, I, I really do want to get to watching that movie and I don't really I mean I don't know how deep you want to get in I don't really care about spoilers if you want to go deeper or not it's up to you Um, yeah like... so there, there's a few things I'll touch on like actually like oddly enough I was kind of impressed with how deep in they went with like I mean it's still like a kids movie but like you see Kingpin murder a man with his hands which I was not <laughs> expecting um they also get into, like, Miles, like, his family stuff in terms of, like, his uncle is kind of a criminal and, like, his dad's a cop and, like, you know, kind of going into, like, how in touch he wants to feel with, like, the urban life of New York City and, like, the ways in which he, like, performs to try to be cool or, like, find a sense of belonging and sometimes how that can, like lead him going down paths that he doesn't necessarily like in life, but, like, part of him growing up is, like figuring out where he fits into everything and like what influences he wants to take from the adults around him. And I was like, this, this is actually really cool. And like, that's kind of, I feel like the overall message of the movie is like, Hey, it's the responsibility thing, but it's also kind of figuring out like, okay, like there are a bunch of influences in your life telling you how to be responsible and how to like, you know, do the right thing or whatever. It's your job as you grow up to figure out your way of doing that. And I I thought it was pretty good overall. I was happy about it. That's good. So I've gotten a little bit of an answer uh, to this from just like talking with people, but I want your take on it because my biggest concern about this movie is the fact that it is like a multi-universe story. And I feel like this, I feel like this should have been the second movie following a Miles origin movie. Do you feel like that is necessary? Do you think they do a good job with it? So I thought that too, before I saw it. Like, like, not even that, but, like, just, like, when it first got announced, I was like, oh, like, I feel like it would have been good just to have the Miles film first or whatever. Yeah. They make it work so that those other Spider-Men need to be involved for Miles's character arc to work. Okay. Because his... I, I can, okay. Like, his entire growth is based off the fact that, like, they're, they're kind of all around him going, like, hey you're not ready yet kid like maybe give it a few years and he's like no i want to do the thing though um and they 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 make it work in its own way so i do think there is an alternate world where this is the second or third movie of a series but i i also think they they with what they did they made it work so that was good there is a point actually like just speaking about like the weird multiverse and meta stuff where like do you remember that trailer that was going around where, where like, it was the trailer that introduced Spider-Gwen, and, like, Miles said something like, how many other Spider-People are there, and Peter Parker goes, save it for Comic-Con, or something like that? Uh, maybe. Okay. That, it was I, just... didn't, I didn't really, like, okay. I didn't really watch all the trailers. <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, that was, like, a thing that everyone's like, oh, that's a, that's a fun little, like, tease for, like, the next trailer at Comic-Con. That line is just in the movie. <laughs> and like it's weird because it's not referenced or anything ever again like it's just yeah. kind of a weird throwaway meta joke um it, it's it's good you bring this up though because i actually was just about to ask the, the only other thing i really want to know is is spider gwen cool 
Spider Gwen is very cool. Uh, I may have a chibi Spider Gwen statue coming in the mail. Um, Do you know, like, two like almost two years ago now, we had a Spider Gwen like legit like figure at my job that for like four months, me and my old boss would constantly be like, "I'm buying that," and he'd be like, "No, I'm buying it," and neither of us ever bought it. But I think both of us really wish we had. Nice. I, I think Spider Gwen is one of the coolest characters to come out of that whole thing. Yeah, and I've been uh, I I've I've dabbled in the there's like two series ones ongoing in yeah. one of them before the weird reboot uh, thing they did. I I've read a little bit of the the first one now and I really like it a lot. It's good. I've read all of the first one and I've dabbled in the second one. It's so uh, I, I definitely I I like the character and you know what hopefully this and maybe we'll get a Spider Gwen movie at some point. I think that they actually announced that i believe well then i'm they're... pretty excited for that yeah which is also because they're announcing it as like uh a non-multi like it's a spin-off that i don't think is multiversal but like it, it was weird because it sounded like they didn't want to call it like a sequel which makes me curious to like like i don't know what they have planned for this as like an animation project but like i hope they go all in on it i know it's yeah. it's kind of like it it barely made its money back domestically. Like, internationally, it's a huge hit. I kind of hope it's a Pacific Rim situation where that international success is enough to, like, keep making these, because it's good. Uh, well, I don't think Pacific Rim 2 did very good, so maybe don't No, and that movie is not good, so... <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, I just am waiting for the inevitable. I, I, want, I want Tom Hardy Venom to be in Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's... That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Sure. Oh, also, I have to give... So, do you, 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 did you know that Nicolas Cage is in this movie? I learned that yesterday. Okay. He is really good. <laughs> like, his second line is like, yeah, like, because, like, when he's giving his origin story, he's like, I'm Spider-Man Noir, and, like, before you were even born, I was using my fist to beat the shit out of... Well, he didn't say, like, shit, but he's like, I used my fist to take down the Nazis or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's really good. Uh, there's also, like, a really good running joke about him, like, coming from a black and white world, so, like, he doesn't understand color, and, like, there's just really good scenes involving him in a Rubik's Cube. It's good. But, yeah, Spider-Verse is good. I, I, I hope y'all go and see... I actually, I also, I, uh ordered slash pre-ordered the art book i actually don't know if the art book is out i think that so many people ordered it that they're currently like back ordered on it but i was mm -hmm. like i i want to have like all these designs and stuff because like just ah like everything about it looks so good like it, they did a really good job with just like the city itself too yeah well i mean i'm probably gonna wait for it to come out on like home video because i don't want to be the fucking weirdo in the movie theater at a kid's movie you know damn <laughs> damn yeah <laughs> Anyways, where do we go from here? <laughs> well, in this this fucking document that we spent ten minutes crafting. Don't pull down the curtain. Now we're pulling down the. Oh, I'm pulling down the curtain when we get to one of these bullet points. I'll tell you what. Okay. But, but speaking of which. speaking of good animation, um, through talkings with an, an old internet friend of mine, I kind of renewed Me. my. Oh. No, I, no, actually, <laughs> I know you're not from you're not from Texas. I could be. Uh, oh, anyways, um. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Actually, <laughs> you've talked to. Wait, have you? Uh, 
Yeah, I, well, I didn't know who you meant when you just said old internet friend. I was just being an asshole. Yeah. You've never talked. Wait, yeah, you did. We've recorded the whole thing yes. together. Whatever. Any anyways. Yeah. So Also, we've followed each other online for a long time. This is really great for the listeners. This is so good for everyone who doesn't follow us on Twitter. So, <laughs> anyways. So, so, my friend Kyle. <laughs> And, and i were talking about ghost in the shell who he's a, he's always been a big fan and like i kind of got to ghost in the shell a little bit late um i rewatched that movie yeah um because which one clarify the original the original okay. ghost in the shell movie okay i think it's the best version of ghost in the shell it's also my favorite yeah I uh, like it better than the manga. Like I think it does that story better. Oh, the manga the manga is like a rough draft in my opinion. Yeah. Like it I don't think the manga kind of knows what it wants. It's like I think the manga is too comical in a lot of places. Yeah. Hey, I want to give a shout out before you go on Ghost in the Shell that movie that that you're about to talk about written by the guy who went on to do the really good dot hack stuff. So, just saying. Yeah. Roots he was involved in Roots, but no, oh, I'm talking joking. about. <laughs> I'm talking about Sign and I mock. <laughs> Roots is the only good dot hack thing. Uh, Roots and GU, he was like, um, uh, what am I looking for? Like uh, a helper. Yeah, l- like the guy type. they went to to be like consultant, overseer. Yeah, like pr- like whatever. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, before we move away from Dot Heck, I just want to talk about the time that Zach started shittily singing Silly Go Round, and I immediately recognized what it was, because I feel like that was our lowest point. I feel like that was our highest point. I don't know. Was that recorded? No. Okay. No, that was definitely not recorded. Dude, we have, after that Zelda Let's Play, I <laughs> yeah, can't I know. It's all up in the air for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ghost in the Shell! Um, so... I, I watched Ghost of the Shell, and this is going to tie in. I started re-watching Standalone Complex, which I think you and I are in the same boat, where we watched that first season, and then we started Second Gig Never Finished. Yes, and that's where I still stand. Okay, so I I, I have seen Arise, and have you seen Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence? I, I've never watched Innocence, no, and I've, I haven't seen Arise either. Okay, Arise is okay. That one's, like, very people love love it or hate it sort of deal yeah. i think it's definitely weaker uh innocence is odd and i i kind of dig it but i i feel like that is the chrono cross of ghost in the shell that's mm, i like chrono cross more than chrono trigger so yeah which <laughs> that's is that's an interesting thing to say to me so so that's i f- for clarification i think I, everyone just stopped watching this video yeah same but i, I i'm gonna make the everyone else also stop watching by doubling down and saying that i think cross is a lot better than trigger myself um that being said i don't think okay i don't think ghost in the shell 2 innocence is a better movie than ghost in the shell but i think the ideas it plays around with are a lot more interesting I, considering how the first movie ends, I can see that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That it, It's exactly what you think it is, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I've, I've also been, like, re-watching Standalone Complex. And, like, there's this thing in, like, the past few years that I've really hated. And, like, you see it a lot, I feel like, on those, like, really, like, clickbaity, like, just content farm nerd blogs about how, like... Sometimes I feel like people judge old, like, sci-fi shit by, like, how accurate 
it was, I guess. Mm, yeah. And, like, that's always bothered me. And, like, I've never liked that as a barometer for judging the quality of any, like, speculative fiction thing. Because, like, who the fuck would have known, right? And, like, Blade Runner's yeah. still amazing even though it didn't predict Skype. I'm sorry. Um, that being said, holy shit, I am terrified with how accurate Ghost of the Shell was about many things. Really? I hate it. It fucks with me on, like... A weird it, it's level. been a few years since I watched it, so I'd like an example or two. Uh, just everything involving deep AI and machine learning and, like, the way we are going with, like, AI. Um, and just in general, the way that technology impacts our ideas of selfhood and self-growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget, You've not seen Blade Runner 2049, right? No, not yet. Okay, no, I I can't use this example then. But, but basically, there there's one episode, and, like, Blade Runner, without spoiling it, kind of goes into it. Like, just the idea of, like, hey, having, like, developing a relationship with, like, an AI, like, a product. Like, a, a an Android yeah. that is designed to be your partner. And, like, is that a healthy thing or not? And, like, there's just a really good standalone complex episode for, like, 24 minutes about a dude who goes way too far in his love for this what is basically like a glorified housemaid sex doll and like man i hate to say it but every time i read blogs about how that technology is advancing i think that's oh, gonna be a thing in five years i'm sorry like, there's gonna... and like ah i hate that and, so and to, much to be fair that's like one of the most easy predictions like yeah that that is i mean fucking like chobits was about that <laughs> <laughs> yes the pioneer really in of many... course dude come on high class quality <laughs> yeah okay this is related but like i've been getting more into leiji matsumoto stuff he's the guy who did that harlock thing i talked about last waf mm. <laughs> what yeah if his... the thing everyone remembers yes what what if what if his first what if his first manga that he drew was called sexeroid oh boy <laughs> and it was just about a special agent prostitute android but i just sounds think... great <laughs> oddly enough never brought over to the west i wonder why oh wow <laughs> yeah i know i just i just love that it's called sexeroid <laughs> anyways i'm five but anyways like okay so that and also just like weird like little details that like like there's a part in the second episode where do you remember the sniper dude like i'm bad at remembering these characters names other than bato yeah, I, I I remember, like, the three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So, Sniper Dude, like, there's just a point where, like, he, because he has, basically, it's this dude, and he's the team Sniper, as you can probably tell by the fact I call him Sniper Dude, and, like, his left eye just has an implant that lets him do all of his, like, aiming and shit good, and there's just, like, this really casual episode where, or, like, this little, like, little casual part where, like, he's aiming down the site, and it starts to glitch out, and he's like, ah, fuck, I need to get this thing patched, and, like, he, he just takes it out and then starts aiming with his natural eye, and just, like, <laughs> like, the little details of, like, oh, my, I, I need to update my phone, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, just all of those weird little, like, quirks and, like, things like that. <laughs> So, like, even that, like, not just I need to do my phone, but, like, the moment of, like, I've got to get this thing fixed, and then going to the worst version of it, like, <laughs> I, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, um, the, honestly, though, like, my, like I said, my favorite thing is still that original movie, and the thing that yeah. fucks me up is the idea of the Puppet Master in general, which is just a program that gains self-awareness because, like, it's advanced enough to do that. Yeah. Again, not 
it's not original it's, but it's not just done really well well it, especially because so i should clarify and this is kind of this is spoilers for like a 1990 movie or whatever the fuck that came out i think it was yeah. before that but um also it, one of the most influential anime movies of all time like, yeah go go watch it if you haven't you just for the for the historic like the historical it inspired thing inspired the matrix yeah yeah anyways anyway <laughs> so the so not only the fact of like hey the 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 weird internet program thing gained sentience it's the fact that that weird internet program thing originally started as a weird patriot act-esque program that was meant to spy on other governments and citizens to make sure that no one was doing anything wrong and to hack into people's brains <laughs> and just like oh oops the government did a fuck up and we need to take care of it now without the citizens knowing and just yeah. like, ah, oh, God, like, I love it so much. The government did a fucky-wucky. <laughs> the government did a fucky-wucky. Uh, yeah. Are you going to uh, continue on? You're going to watch uh, Second Gig and uh, the OVA? Yeah. And actually, the the reason that this all started was because me and my friend were hanging out absurdly late at night and... We decided that we want to do a commentary over that Scarlett Johansson <laughs> movie oh, because neither of us have seen it and we're morbidly curious and neither of us want to watch it without doing something dumb like that. It um I've seen I I've know seen the ending. <laughs> I've seen parts of it. I've seen the ending and I've seen bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. I like I'm actually gonna give my opinions on it real quick, not in a spoilery way, obviously. I'm gonna say that if if that movie came out 15 years ago and was not an adaptation of anything, it probably would have been fine. Yep. But, oof. No thanks. Man, I love the Dark Tower movie. Fuck. No, <laughs> that movie would not have been fine. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like it would have been in that Riddick zone. You know. No. Dark Tower would have made a good contemporary to, like, Underworld, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> um, but they are and and you're the one that told me this too because they announced like netflix do a new ghost in the shell i did not realize that that was actually a third season of standalone complex yeah which i'm curious about well it's they're bringing the people back yep so i'm i'm kind of excited yeah it's uh it's neat i'm happy Ooh. that netflix keeps using its money for projects like that in the right ways i uh i actually have an interesting question to ask because we we normally don't talk about this but uh are you doing a sub or dub? I'm doing dub. So for the movie, I do sub. For the standalone complex, I do dub because Mary Elizabeth and the Glen is that character for me. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I the the movie I can go either way on. Yeah, I just I I I watch the movie sub first, so I just always do it. But yeah. uh, I think did they do a second dub with the standalone complex the... cast? It, I, feel like, I feel like I read that at some point. I don't know. I, I need to look into that. Maybe, they might have done a second dub for Ghost in the Shell 2.0, which is that maybe. shitty remaster. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Why is that a bad remaster? Oh, you don't know about that? No. So it's the original movie, but like all the vehicles are like mid 2000s CGI. Oh, no. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's so bad. Um, Everyone hates it. Hmm. It's also very confusing when you want to go on Amazon Prime and say download a digital copy of Ghost in the Shell 2. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I will bet though, if if they did do a second dub for that, I guarantee you that a fan out there has ripped the audio and put it on the original. Probably. I, I need to look into that at some point. Yeah. And I also could be crazy and there's only one dub. I don't remember. I don't I don't know. And I either. am too lazy to check. Yeah. Fact checking is not allowed here. We're Americans. Yeah. Speaking of loving our country. Yeah. You know, vampire slaying is a american pastime see you could have gone with like transylvania pride or something like you could have found I something have. anyway so the fact that our last podcast was in the summer meant that i never got to talk about castlevania season two and despite the fact that it is now several months old and no one cares anymore i want to mention castlevania season two yeah rosin I know the answer to this question, but I will ask it anyway. No, I have not seen (laughs) any episode of the Castlevania show. Yeah, because a year ago, or a year and a half ago at this point now, when I talked about Castlevania season one, you were like, oh, four episodes, I'll watch that, like, tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't remember what I said about Castlevania season one, but I left it with mixed feelings. Um, I feel like it was a show that had some really good ideas, but it didn't execute them all that great. And I feel like season two is the same thing, but the highs are so much higher that I'm willing to overlook more of the faults. Um, so do you know anything? Like, did you hear anything about this show? I know that there's a lot of focus on Dracula and I think he has a wife. And there's a long episode stretch where the characters are in a library that some people love and other people don't like. Yeah. And that there's a lot of people that said that season one and two together is probably more of a season one than them being separate seasons. Those are the only things I know. So in terms of episode count, yes. And I wish I wish I could say that that is the case because it does feel like that's. Because you finish season one and you're like, that was not a story. You finish season two and you're like, okay, that was a story. But they they are definitely still separate entities in which season two is introducing more characters and has its own tone. So so I feel like they are still separate in that way. So like when you go from episode like four is it to five, like you feel the break sort of thing? Yeah, because okay. it's like the story continues, but also it's like, by the way, here's all these other characters and subplots. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, But, all right, so then I'm going to avoid spoilers because... Is it not it's... just the story of Castlevania 3? <sighs> okay, so it is the story of Castlevania 3. But okay. the, way it's, the way it's told is particular. And there's like... There's the one thing in the one episode that is, like, so well done that completely caught me off guard. And, like, I, I was, like, I could not believe they decided to, to do it like that. And I mean that in a good way. Because it was not what I was expecting. Um, So what I'll say is that Castlevania as a show has a lot of problems... It has some questionable dialogue. Uh, They try really hard to make uh, Alucard and Trevor have, like, 
antagonistic, like friendly enemy banter, but because they're they're a little edge lord about it, it often feels kind of childish. Um, characters' relationships are are like you see what they're trying to do, but they're not developed the best way they could be. Uh, and the action is hit or miss. And I realize that sounds like I'm describing a very mediocre show, but they clearly love the hell out of Castlevania. And that series is being hit like it is handled with so much care. And then, man, those last two episodes have so much heart and fantastic writing and directing behind them. It makes up for all of the problems. Um, I really, really recommend anyone watch this, even if you've never played a Castlevania game. It's just it's just a, a really good like 12 episode thing. That's what and... I was about to ask as someone who is ca- has casual interest in Castlevania sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's based on an NES game. The story of that game is these like four characters go and defeat Dracula. And I know because d- Warren Ellis is behind this, right? Or like he's writing. Yeah, it 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 Warren Ellis and uh oh, god, I forget the other dude's name. Um see the guy who dressed up a. like Dante? Yes. Yeah. It's it's those two are like two of the really big creative forces behind it. Cause I know that I think there I think at some point someone tweeted out like an interview excerpt with Warren Ellis where he's like, yeah, I have up to like fucking Symphony of the Night planned if we are allowed to go that far. See, that's oh god. And like, <laughs> here's the thing about that too is I'm curious where they're gonna go. And again, I, I'm trying to dance around spoilers, but it's gonna be hard with this one. Um, the stuff that they should have saved for Symphony of the Night, they get into here. Oh, there's a lot of like Alucard Dracula uh, stuff. Yeah, this. I never thought about that. That's huh. Yeah, and like that's the one thing when when this season ended, I saw a couple people going like, "Well, fuck that 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 like, do we need Symphony of the Night now? Because how are they gonna do anything else?" So, so because that makes me okay. So Castlevania, so Castlevania three is a prequel, and then it goes one right. Yes, uh, and then it would be I- ignoring like Game Boy spinoffs that are questionable canon. I it, yeah, it goes three, I, I then doubt one. they would yeah. do those. It would do three, then one, then two, and then is yeah. it? Yeah, and then it would they go to because four is a remake of one. Yeah, and two you don't really need to do. You don't okay. I I I, I... two is like two is that sequel where they didn't realize they wanted to do a generational thing yet so it's like and then simon went on another quest to defeat dracula i, yeah, I played like half of that game and was like nah so yeah. <laughs> i i didn't know if that went anywhere towards the end but um but so they probably yes. wouldn't do too okay so 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 no the, what you're thinking the classic timeline would be three one rondo of blood okay there's a problem because they do bring in stuff from Curse of Darkness on the PS2. Oh, and that's so the get... that's like the really early prequel, right? That is the one that is a direct sequel to Castlevania Three. Okay. Oh, is okay. Is you're thinking of Lament, Lament of Innocence? Lament of Innocence. Okay. Which they also reference. Do, do they reference Castlevania 64? Does that happen, Zach? <laughs> no. Okay. But, like, there's a part where they're, like, in the Belmont family home, and then it's like, oh, that's the portrait of my great-great-ancestor, Leon Belmont, and it's just this beautiful artwork of his PS2 design. Nice. <laughs> but no, so Curse of Darkness was the second PS2 game that was a direct sequel to Castlevania 3, where it stars, like, 
a, a, a lieutenant of Dracula that went rogue. And that character is in season two of Castlevania. So, oh. like, we're not sure if, if there's a season three. Is it going to be Curse of Darkness? Or are they going to pull those characters and merge that story with Castlevania 1? Then they also have some original stuff that's not really from the games. There's a lot of ways it could go. Which also may be a better idea because one does not have... Like, one has even less to work with than three, right? Yeah, like... it, one is the same story, but instead of four characters, there's <laughs> just the one. One is one is a guy goes into a castle and kills Dr Dracula. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> But, like, there's a lot of characters they can carry over now, and it could be interesting. But, like, man, I'd really like them, like, I know this would be, like, 2030, but, like, it'd be kind of neat to see them do Aria of Sorrow. Uh, yeah, I would love that after they do everything else. But then we've also got Devil May Cry! Yeah, which is also part of the same multiverse! Apparently! Which <laughs> is so weird! They're creating their own Netflix animated multiverse that includes Castlevania and Devil May Cry. Is Dante gonna fight Dracula? I don't know, it's so weird. I don't like it. I like it, but I don't- it's so okay, weird. Okay, like, is Dante gonna be walking down, like, a modern street and you just see Alucard at a bar in the background, like- <laughs> Oh but in God. his Aria of Sorrow outfit. <laughs> it's... So, that Devil May Cry adaptation is just going to be three, right? I assume. They're not going to They're not gonna go one, three, four. They can't. But, no way. But, like, given the way they handle... And again, like, that Devil May Cry series is going to be edgy. It's going to have bad dialogue. It's probably going to bring in some, some DMC stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, cause like, th this is not the, the, the best written show ever, but if they can bring the heart and the, the like weight they brought to like the final two episodes of Castlevania to the Dante Virgil relationship, I'm going to be in love with that show. I'm expecting like dumb references to like the stupid novels and like that dumb other anime they did for sure. Hey, that'll probably be there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm excited about this new Netflix universe because... <laughs> I also have massive respect. So even though I have not seen Castlevania, I knew that Devil May Cry was in good hands when the first quote that came out of that dude's mouth was, I wanted to get it before Hollywood did so they don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I respect that guy a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I cannot. Zach, I know you don't care and you don't even have the full context to like appreciate how bad it's gonna be but man i cannot wait to see that monster hunter movie oh god it's gonna be so bad when your monster hunter movies first set photos look like a fucking afghanistan war flick <laughs> mm, mm, we go get some bad fucking movie shit going on i'm so excited yeah i mean he had to go somewhere after resident evil <laughs> it is that guy right yep yeah. Did you know that also there's currently talks to reboot the Resident Evil movies? Just fuck off. Okay, so here's my question, though. What if they do it right this time? Like, what if they... Okay. Like, what if they... Maybe not right, but, like, what if they do just straight-up adaptations this time of the games? You know what would be interesting? What? What if they do Resident Evil 7? I, honestly, I feel like that would probably be their best bet at this point. What if we just get, like, a legit horror movie version of Resident Evil 7? Yeah, because that could work, yeah. I think. 
not in those hands but i mean yeah like it would, it would be well no he's not he's not rebooting they they're yeah. they're talking about rebooting with completely different people yeah, but good i hope mila jovovich shows up anyway oh god this be... is like a cameo yeah she's in like a test tube somewhere yeah oh that'd be good she's like an experiment titan or tyrant not titan yeah. speaking oh well oh my god okay. yeah i i segued right i did it i did it zach oh my god rosin <laughs> i'm growing up anyways so <laughs> speaking of titans is that what you were referring to yes i was because so was i <laughs> oh okay so i this is probably not what you're expecting but Well, I, I didn't realize there was more to the story. I tried I tried watching well, okay, I did watch Titans episode one. Yeah. And I really did not like it. Yeah. I have I have counted. I have tried watching Titans episode two five times. The Hell first, yeah. The first four times I did it when I was in bed falling asleep after a long day of work on a weekday. Not the best idea. I fell asleep every time. The fifth and final time was a few weeks back when I, it was like a Saturday afternoon. I didn't have much going on. It was like 2 p.m. I still fell asleep. I wasn't tired before. It it just it just put me to sleep. Mm -hmm. I I I've given up. I just don't care. Um, so, oh, carry on with what you're no, saying. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to 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 have a conversation because I got shit to say about Titans. But get your stuff out first. Okay, my my honest to god real thing was that. I've also gone through because, like Netflix MCU, one of the core pillars, uh, core, core, core X pillars of this program that you're listening to right now is basically dead. Yeah, it's over. It's basically good. Dead. Good riddance. Fuck off. So, I went through and I've rewatched Daredevil season one and I've rewatched Jessica Jones season one. And, Two of the best shows I've ever watched. Yeah, and Zach. Yeah. Well, okay, so so my problem is not with these. Like, I I think I've said like those are the only two good ones. So so I think I think I've said this before. Like Daredevil season one, I absolutely love Jessica Jones. I absolutely love. Like, there's a few pacing problems I have towards the end, but like I still think that the good far outweighs the bad. Yeah. So Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Let's 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 just garbage. Let's just talk. Okay, it's and, been a while for me, but I'm I'm willing. So I, I, I got nothing specific, honestly. And actually, actually, Punisher, which I know is apparently better if you get to the end. I don't care. Yeah, the, bull, fuck that. I got <laughs> I got like three episodes in the Punisher, and it didn't get good. Like exactly. that's enough. So this is Zach. I have determined that Game of Thrones has ruined both books and television. <laughs> everything is Please the explain. most self-indulgent glacially moving thing in the world now and i can't deal with it anymore and yeah. i i to be fair maybe in the sense of tv you can maybe also pin a little bit of this on like breaking bad but like i feel like people running tv shows don't know how to use an hour effectively yeah everything I feel like everything thinks that if you move the plot along at a glacial speed, that it makes it seem smarter and better plotted than it actually is. But it's really just a bunch of farting around and, like, n nothing knows how to do setup and payoff anymore. And, like, I feel like I need four less episodes of everything. 
Like, yeah. I cannot deal with it. And, like, this is even beyond, like, this is this is beyond Netflix MCU. This is also part of the thing I had with Titans and, like, just other shows that I've been trying to get into as of late. Like, I can't deal with it. Everything is so fucking slow. Yeah. So, with the MCU specifically, I think one of my problems is, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Um, but I definitely understand why you feel that way. Yeah. My thing with, like, Luke Cage and, like, uh, Daredevil Season 2 and a lot of those shows, they all have really strong starts and then fall apart. They all get, like, two or three good episodes and then fall apart completely. Yeah. And then after a few of those, they just started off bad. And I realized that, like, oh, they had, like, one good idea. And, like, you know what would have been amazing? If we had gotten a one-season Daredevil miniseries. Yeah. It didn't have to be a big show. And I feel really bad for the people that were invested in that show that it got canceled because this is just my opinion. If you loved the show, fine. And obviously the people working on it had passion. But like, I don't think that they knew what they were doing with that show because season two started off pretty good and then went in a radical direction. And then and ninjas happened. The yeah. Yeah. Then magical ninjas. And a big hole in the ground. <laughs> And did you even watch season three? Uh, I I have not gotten around to it yet. I do plan on wrapping it up because I'm at this point where it's like, I fuck, I think I'm at the point that you hit with the CW thing where it's like, I fucking might as well, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And oh, I God, do yeah. I do have a lot of friends who like season three of Daredevil after not liking the things that I also didn't like, but even they will admit it's, kind, it's kind of just season one again, it sounds That's like. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Season three is just season one again down to the villain yeah. and the plot. Like, I, I did a thing where I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch season three. I'm going to skip to the last episode and I'm going to watch the last scene. And if that last scene has the characters in an interesting place, I will watch the whole season and I will not tell you how it ends, but when you get there, you will know why I did not. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to talk about Titans for a moment. Okay, talk Titans about is, Titans. <laughs> Titans is a special exception. Let me take... Hold on. I need, I need a drink of water. One oh, second. Okay. That was refreshing. Anyway. Titans. Did you watch all of it? Yes. What? Okay. Okay, Rosin. <laughs> I have something to tell you, and I'm so excited to tell you. Okay. First off, I want to say... That second episode of Titans is one of the worst episodes of television I have ever seen. Okay. However, it is also one of the worst second episodes I think a show could ever have. Okay. Because episode episode one, as, as bad as it was, it was a kind of bad I could still enjoy because it was cheesy, it was dumb, but it had the DC comic book stuff going on. It was trying too hard to be edgy, but it, it was a kind of show that as someone that watched all of Gotham, is not the worst thing I've seen. Yeah. And then the second episode is about two completely unrelated characters with the worst dynamic, the worst dialogue, <laughs> and no chemistry. And it just stops the plot dead Nothing is before it begins. Like, we get one episode of setup and then a completely different story of fucking nothing. It's so bad. <laughs> and then the third episode goes back to the first episode's plot. Okay. 
I got like four or five episodes in and had to stop because I couldn't watch anymore. And then like two nights ago, watched the rest of it. Oh. And then I looked it up. Because I was baffled by the ending. Okay, I, so I had to know. The, I had to know what what was the, what have they said about this? The the only thing I know is that I I remember because because you know I don't know how you're watching these, but I actually bought into the fucking DC streaming service thing. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're yeah okay okay, but just anytime i opened my email it's like fucking robin is gonna fight fucking batman you better get fucking ready for the final episode of titans and i was like i was like i i, I, I and i was like i i i kind of want to see why this is happening because this fucking sucks and like i bet it's really dumb but i don't it's so it's so dumb that i don't want to do the legwork of getting there <laughs> Well, don't you fucking worry, my friend, because I am going to spoil the last two episodes of Titans okay, for you. Okay, please do. So, the entire plot... By the way, for anyone that doesn't know, the plot of Titans roughly revolves around the story of Raven, who, in most DC things, her gimmick is that she's the daughter of a demon, and she's, like... She's the, she's the, the last thing that's stopping him from coming back into the world, and she's kind of, like, tortured by that. She's got, like, dark powers and, like, kind of, in some versions, like, a second personality thing going on. So that that could be interesting. And you can see how that can be turned into a pretty edgy show. Um, so they do that. And it's not done well, but it's there. It's something to watch mindlessly at 3 a.m., you know? Um, the second episode... Oh, no, I, I, I gotta... Because the show goes weird fucking places and it's got weird pacing issues all throughout and there are episodes that are just about other things. And then there's, like... Like, there's an episode where, um... Fuck, what's his name? Batman. Uh, no, no, Robin, the the second one. Jason Todd? Jason Todd, yeah, Jason Todd. Where, where he shows up and it's like, oh, it's an episode about Jason Todd. Is he Red Hood or is he just Jason Todd? No, it, it's just him as, like robin okay uh but he's an asshole of course he is oh i mean yeah uh, that's jason so there's an episode where they get captured by the cult and are like tortured in an asylum and then like kill everyone in the asylum and burn it down is it arkham and asylum it's... no it's just a random place they're just like tortured and like beast boy eats a dude like oh it's fucking weird how far that goes Oh. Um, and, and then and then uh dick burns his robin outfit and is like i gotta move on from robin oh um so then the second episode is like oh no we thought that uh we thought that raven was safe but they don't call her raven in the show but for, i'm drawing a blank on her name real quick um we we thought that she was safe but it turns out who we left her with was also part of the cult so we gotta rush back and then oh no it happened the demon the demon man got summoned so the, the second to last episode ends with Robin racing into the house and then it cuts. And then this and then the last episode opens with Oh no, it's years later and, and Robin is like he's got a family with a kid and everything turned out okay. What? But it's so, it is so obvious that it's an illusion from the beginning. Oh. It is so incredible because they like Every once in a while, the camera will linger on something weird, or a blue flash of light will happen, and no one acknowledges it. It's like, okay, something's off. It's an illusion, obviously. 
but it lasts the whole episode oh and it's an episode about oh no jason todd showed back up and he's here to he's here to get dick because batman's gone too far gordon is dead and batman is gonna kill the joker you've got to come back to gotham oh my god so 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 dick goes back to gotham and it's like the most over-the-top anarchy city ever where it's just like crimes are happening like every five seconds (laughs) and then he gets in a hotel and like there's just sex noises all around him in the hotel oh and then he goes to a crime scene and he finds the Joker dead. Only the Joker's not dead. He survived and now he's in a hospital. And no, they never show his face. Oh. You just see the green hair. And then he's got a, like a mask on in the hospital. And he's like, damn it. He's gone too far. I gotta stop him. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna lead a police assault on the Batcave. He tells everyone that Bruce Wayne is Batman and he leads the police and then Batman kills all of the police. And then it's like, all right, it's, it's, it's happening. He's going to have to fight Batman. So he goes and, oh, but Batman is like pinned under rubble because an explosion happened. So he doesn't actually fight Batman. He just kills him. Oh. Are we still in the dream world? Yeah. Oh. So, I laughed when you said that they built this up as a big fight between Batman and Robin. Okay. (laughs) Because not only does a fight not happen, he just finds Batman pinned (laughs) under rubble and kills him. But you never even really get to see Batman, because I feel like they didn't want to cast him. Oh, So you only kind of get shots of him in the shadows or from a distance or his back. You never even really see Batman. (laughs) And then it cuts back to the house where the actual story was supposed to be happening. And Dick Grayson has black gooey eyes and the demon goes, he's joined our family. And Dick Grayson is, I'm evil now. And then it cuts. Oh. And when I finished that episode, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? I'm so excited for Swamp Thing. So I looked it up, Rosin. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited. Th- th- that was not what I was excited to tell you. I just had to explain the episode to you to get to the part I was excited to tell you. Oh my god, okay. This show is the greatest example of what has happened to every fucking piece of DC media that has come out in the last five years. And do you know what I mean by that? No. I mean that it had it they changed their mind 19 times what it was supposed to be, and it was filled with reshoots and cuts. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that second episode, it feels weird for a reason. And then it just keeps going. Episode 3 was originally supposed to be two episodes that they cut together into one. They dropped almost every subplot because they realized they wanted to focus on other characters. Oh my god. So there are plots that go nowhere. There are plots that are introduced out of nowhere. Things are paced so poorly. And if you read interviews with the cast before the show came out, 
they all talk about things they are excited about that are nowhere in the show. Oh my fucking god. Every single interview is someone going, yeah, when you finally see this, you're going to lose your mind on set. We were like, we nailed it, and it never happens. Oh. <laughs> and then the final bit, the best bit, is that I'm pretty sure that entire flashback thing was not supposed to happen. And this... You don't say. This is speculation. But there are interviews that imply the reason Robin left Batman is because Batman went too far and started killing people. Yeah, see, because when they when they first announced that that was like, like, oh, this Robin thinks Batman's gone too far, my immediate reaction was, oh, this is their cutesy way of addressing BVS. So that's what I think it was going to be. Yeah. So, so a theory on the internet, and this is not my theory, I have read it, is that that last episode was their desperate attempt to find some way to use the footage they shot of Batman and Robin having a problem. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> so they created a whole episode just to be like, well, we have this footage, we changed our mind, but we got the footage. And then, and then, it keeps going, because there was supposed to be another episode after that where they fight the villain, and they decided to cut it. And they were like, you know what? We just want to have a cliffhanger here. And we're just going to like use bits of bits and pieces of that last episode in, in season two. This is dumb because the entire first episode of that is setting this up as Raven is kind of like the main character. Yeah, that was what it was going to be. And they decided to make it the Robin Grayson. Show. Okay. Yeah. And, like, that is said, like, the creators have openly said, yeah, we realized we wanted to focus more on Dick Grayson, so we cut other stuff oh. and we got scenes with him. <sighs> Great. So, sorry, I had to drink more water. That's, that's okay. I, 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 my throat was really hurting throughout that whole thing. So I just want everyone to know, in case you're wondering, with the DC movies maybe getting better, Aquaman's apparently okay, and people really like Wonder Woman. Yeah, I like no, Wonder Woman. I haven't seen Aquaman. DC is still having the same problems it always has. Please look forward to Shazam. Look forward to Shazam. Oh, and don't you worry, season two of Titans is already confirmed, and it's getting a spinoff show. Oh, wait, who? Who is the this? Zoom Patrol. Oh, that's a spinoff? Yeah. Oh, because I always... See, I thought that was just a separate show. No, you see, there's another really awkward episode, just like the second one. Where the where Doom they Patrol comes in? Characters. Yeah, it's just an episode about the Doom Patrol. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the whole thing with the Doom Patrol that that one run of that is like one of the most celebrated, like cult classic comic book runs ever and like everyone loves it which Maybe. is okay because i i know a few people that have read it now and they like apparently it gets like really really i don't know apparently it's like very like i, I don't want to say deconstructive because fuck that term anymore but like yeah. apparently there's like a weird the only thing i really know about that is that like it gets into weird philosophical things and there's a character that just decides that they shouldn't exist for any reason and they disappear from reality 
Yeah, maybe don't hope for that in the show. Yeah, I was about to say I don't I don't think I trust the the current people involved with DC television to to do this weird apparently very deep metaphysical material justice, which is also oh. kind of curious about how they're going to deal with Swamp Thing. Hey, don't you worry because on the other side of that coin we have the CW. Oh. The Arrowverse. Yeah. It, They've announced that next year their big crossover is going to be an adaptation of Crisis on on Infinite Earths. Good. Hey, that's a really important part of DC's history that it is impossible to do well in that universe because they have not properly introduced enough characters. Can I... I don't think I've ever properly expressed how upset I am that John Constantine as a character is stuck in the Arrowverse. <laughs> yeah but i mean i'm really upset because he is like honestly probably the dc thing i care about the most and like so, he's just stuck there i, I i'm gonna say don't look at it that way because that's not really what it is it's more that the Arrowverse rescued the character from disappearing entirely that's true because that show was canceled as fuck that show was also bad so yeah but dc went hey no we'll take or sorry cw went no we'll take them but my okay but my only beef is because they don't like they have can can the dc streaming thing even use constantine as a character then like do they even have the rights to I don't fucking know, dude. That is such a weird, convoluted Because my, my interpretation has always been that those two DC TV things are mutually exclusive. I don't think so. Okay. So, I think it's more just that, like, I mean, DC owns everything. Yeah. And there's stuff going on with Warner Brothers. I, I think it's Warner Brothers. Honestly, I don't remember at this point. But, like... It's more just that DC decides what TV shows are and aren't allowed to use. Okay. And, like, I I guarantee you... I mean, I made a joke about I don't. I didn't think they want to cast Batman. I'm sure the reason they did not show Batman was because they were not allowed to. And yeah. they were skirting around, like, regulations. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 the, uh, in the CW... In the Arrowverse, uh, they introduced Batwoman... And they they finally jokingly went like, oh, Batman may be a thing. Like, it's getting a little bit more okay, but it's still very, like, a mess of legal shenanigans. Okay. Because didn't they also, like, didn't the Arrow have, like, the Suicide Squad and they had to take them away? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when the Suicide Squad movie got announced, they had to get rid of the Suicide Squad on Arrow. See, because, okay, because I think maybe it's maybe not even so much so, like the legal thing but i think i think that's the thing where they don't want to confuse people with different versions of characters that are on different tv shows at the same time yeah because but people aren't dumb they aren't especially nowadays like the nerds who watch these shows know all of the shit like encyclopedias yeah. like but because my main thing is that like constantine so like i've actually gotten around to reading more swamp things since we last recorded waff which i've always meant to do constantine is a very fucking important character to like the swamp thing story <laughs> like you those two characters need to exist in the same world like because they rub off of each other and help each other grow and do things in interesting ways like it uh it makes me upset yeah that's one. Oh god, I'm actually really excited for that swamp thing thing. It's gonna be bad. Then again, I probably will also get to like episode two and be like, this isn't even fun, ironically. So, yeah. <sighs> DC. I'm so happy I I pre-ordered the whole year thing for the DC universe. Yeah. I. 
it's not it's worth it. I, I, I'm really upset that they're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths on the Arrowverse because it's going to not be good. But to be honest, I don't have an emotional attachment to Crisis on Infinite Earths. I have an attachment to its sequel, so whatever. Yeah. Infinite Crisis was like one of my favorite comic book things is when I was like really into it back in the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's move away from television. Let's move away from television into into my favorite bullet point on this document that Zach authored. <clears throat> this is all in this is all like every every word is capitalized. I just want to let everyone know. That's how I do my lists. <clears throat> Sorry, vocal exercises. Let's talk about 2018 as gamers. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> might be the worst thing you've ever written, but Possibly. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. Talk about 2018 as a gamer, Zach, because I, I don't know what you want from this. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, originally I was just like, oh, should we talk about, like, our, our like, the games we liked in 2018 as just, like, a year wrap-up thing? How has, the, how has the GoFundMe for The Wall affected us as gamers, Zach? Yeah, Let's, you yeah. Know. <laughs> The government shutdown has not been good for the video game industry. Anyways. As gamers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that there's a lot of things that happened in 2018. Yeah. But we need to analyze them as gamers. Okay, yeah. Okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't keep stalling like this, Karen. Well, I, you know what, Rosin? You can't there's, filibuster this. It's we, we there's, need. To... There's a little, there's a little thing I like to have called tact. And I had a joke, and I decided, you know what? That joke, maybe not the best one. Okay. <laughs> so let's just move on. Okay. okay. <laughs> but let's talk about 2018 as gamers for real, though. Okay. I, I okay. The, I don't. I don't understand what that means. I hope you're really just. Are you serious? No. Like, do you mean like what we played? Do you mean? Yes. Oh, I just mean like what games like like. Fuck. It's not that hard. I. I it is to me. I guarantee you, everyone listening right now knows exactly what I mean. I mean, I don't mean talk about the current political climate in terms of how it affects video games. I know, but do do you mean like? Because I've we've both played a lot of video games within a year i don't know if i can cover it all i don't want to cover it all okay. all right Th this I'll is start. where my pro this is where my problem lies we we both made top 10 lists yeah and i'm not like let's let's not recount all those lists if you want to go read them we both have blogs rosin.zone zackslameblog.wordpress.com wow thank you i did it yeah um <laughs> But I, I like you know we never talked about Spider Man on here. We never talked about like some of the things I I played on here. I just like how do, okay, Rosin. Let, let me. Let My me dark ask. secret was that I was gonna ask Matt if he wanted to record a thing about like Spider Man like next time around. Yeah, I mean I have nothing to talk about with Spider Man. So <laughs> I figured. What what I want to ask you is, and God, this segment is is completely falling apart. Yeah. How did you how did you feel about 2018 overall as a gamer? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fine cuz I thought it was kind of weak. I didn't I don't think I had that. 
Because we had, I mean, there was like the three big games. There was Spider-Man, there was Red Dead 2, and there was God of War. But two, like, two out thinking... of those three I have not played, and none of those three I think you have played. No, correct. Because honestly, they they didn't really interest. I mean, I, I want to get to Spider-Man because I'm sure I'm going to really like that game. It's a good one. Um, but like... That's a good sale game. I, I will say that. Like, I don't think that's one you needed like 60 bucks, but like if you find that yeah. for 30, it's good. Yeah. I, I just feel like in terms of like the big AAA scene, I really, I really didn't feel a lot of passion from it. And in terms of things that were like tailored to us specifically, I, I mean, I just bought... To be fair, I mean, I, maybe it's also because I spent a lot of time with VR. So that was kind of a lot of what I did. But like, I just bought Dragon Quest Eleven and Octopath. So I will get to that. But I don't know. I, I had a really hard time filling up my list this year. I thought it was just kind of a weak year. I um I need to go through my list because, like, I just need to remember, like, the middle portion of it. But, like, I think I had maybe not a lot of AAA games that I super cared about. But, like, re-releases and things were actually super good for me this year. Well, well I mean, that's, that's kind of a weird place, though, because, like, re-releases is hard for me to, like, really consider it part of the year. Because, like, your number one was a PS2 game. Yeah, it was. It was Zone of the Enders, Second Runner Mars. And, and like, the third game on my list was a was a fan-made randomizer of Ocarina of Time. Um, let me look. Yeah, because, like, so one of those, so Zone of the Enders, I will say, yeah, that that's kind of like a, eh, but I will say, as someone who has been waiting for a Spiral Remake trilogy since, probably since I was, like, a kid, that one was some real good yeah, shit. Yes. But but even then, like, would you say that like this year kind of feels like it was held up by the past? Um even Octopath Traveler is a clear throwback to like, you know, retro stuff. I mean, yeah, but also like I some of this I feel like is also just because a lot of these things are things that are not of interest to you because of the genres you like and dislike. Well, yeah, of course, like, but I mean that's that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, because like notably on mine like stuff like Soul Calibur 6 and um Dragon Ball Fighters are not things that particularly are like in your wheelhouse. Yeah, that's that's true. You know what? I will say this was a great year for fighting games. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You you have me there. It it the last two years I feel have been pretty fantastic for fighting games. Oh, absolutely, and like Blaze Blue too. Actually, now that I think about it, was this yeah. year, and Smash of course, which you know, you know, <laughs> let's not well, forget Smash about is, that one. I mean, Smash is on my list too, but I feel yeah. like I summed up my feelings pretty well on that with uh, the picture I posted. Uh. Uh, my, um, my entry on smash brothers is just a picture of zelda in the purple outfit oh okay i thought you like i went to look at discord no um yeah but uh i don't know yeah i mean definitely there were good things this year but i feel like in comparison to last year and what we're getting next year i feel like it was a filler year for my tastes yeah because like also too like monster hunter tore into the first few months of my like that was fair enough yeah and that was my probably my f real big game for this year was Monster Hunter. Yeah. But I mean, even that one though too, I do have to admit because I I don't know if you're in the Discord chat when Matt and I were talking about this, but like, it became very obvious as summer rolled around that they were really starting to duck out on um content updates because they didn't want PC to fall too far behind because that port didn't release until August. After that FF14 stuff came out, they really fucking slowed down with, like, 
substantial things that they were adding to that game and now we're like not we're going to get like a full-on expansion pack in um like next fall and it's just kind of a weird state for that game to be in but yeah uh yeah yeah well i did um i mean if unless you had anything else to talk about because i feel like you you really didn't (laughs) um i mean no i i think it's weird because i kind of like I feel like we, this was also a weird passing of the torch in terms of our V, like our VR time, because like, I I had that like thing towards the end of like 2017, I'd say where I was like super into it, and then like, as it just became more of like a hassle for me to, always have out all the time, just because my current setup isn't super good for it. I I feel like you were spending more time doing VR stuff than I was. Yeah. And like that I mean, kind of converged when we both got into Firewall for a bit there, but... Which we, we really do need to go back to at some we point. We do. Firewall is, I, I Firewall done, is so good. <laughs> I haven't really played a lot of VR in the last, uh, like, two months, but just because I, I was kind of going through some physical stuff, uh, like health stuff, don't want to get into. But that's pretty much all mostly settled now, so I, I feel like I can get back into it yeah um yeah uh firewall is really good um did you ever play more astrobot i have not and i really need to that's actually the one vr thing that's really itching for me to go back to as well that game is such a consistent joy and i'm not gonna dwell on it here because it's really impossible to explain why it's good to people that don't experience it you just have to have to have a chance to play the vr astrobot and and you'll understand it is it is the thing i wanted after i played that that like little demo disc thing that it or or not the demo disc because that's a separate thing but like that little like vr worlds thing where they have like the like the miniature version of that game where it's like i just want a full platformer of this and hey they made one so yeah yeah um i did have one thing i wanted to, to like to be honest the whole like 2018 as gamers overview was kind of just lead into the one thing I did want to talk about. Okay. Um, so for, for most of the year, I was 100% positive that my game of the year was going to be, uh, the retro throwback, uh, bloodstained game to old school Castlevania. Yeah. And then like a month ago, I played the missing. Yeah. Um, you correct me if I'm wrong, have not played the missing. I watched Liam play the missing. <laughs> so you've been through the missing. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, now, uh, now, now. To to be fair, um, my attention span at that time was maybe not entirely there, so I may have some gaps missing there. But I, I, I know the overall gist of the missing, including like where that okay. story goes and stuff. So and to be honest, to... I kind of wish I had played it, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad I did, and and I I want to, I mean, I'm going to give my my overview thoughts regardless. But do you? think we could get into spoilers or do you think we shouldn't i i think maybe ah, when did that come out uh i'm fine with either whatever you feel yeah hmm tough because i do feel like it is a thing not a lot of like i i feel like it i feel like that game was a hit for like that a game... certain circle but there's still probably a lot of people who have not played it that game flew under so many radars and i feel like if people would give it a shot they would find more there than they think maybe it would be but like i want to start off with saying that i feel like i owe sweary an apology same (laughs) because i completely misjudged him 
Oh. And I'm going to say this with, like, I have not played any of his games before. Oh, okay. I never played Deadly Premonition, but I've seen it. I, I've seen footage of it. I, I've seen clips, and I, I've read a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. Um, I saw clips of D4, saw people talking about it, and then I saw, like, I watched the whole playthrough of the demo he released for his uh, Kickstarter game, The Good Life. Yeah. And I kind of had him pegged as someone who was just trying to be weird for weird's sake. Yeah. Um, I feel like he got uh, a notoriety as being like that wacky guy who made the game that's bad, but people like it anyway. And, and, and to be fair, I feel like that. a lot of his stuff does reflect that, but I think the missing is like so a whole I, another I, level. <laughs> I, I played the missing because I read a few things about it that were maybe a little bit more spoilery than they needed to be, but it wasn't the big stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I I, I want to I wanna play this. Um, and I felt like at first that I was like, oh, here, here's the sweary thing that I was expecting where he's being wacky and weird. Um, every single thing in that game is tied into a theme or a plot in a way that is actually executed with such like precision that I was shocked at it. I, I like everything I had thought would just be him being wacky and weird because he likes Twin Peaks was like no actually that's really important and like it it's there for a reason almost to like an automata-esque degree i would say <laughs> to almost like it that game feels like a subversion of what i thought he was yeah and it is incredible um i will also say that it is a rough game to get through for a lot of reasons and it's the, the i said this in in my list because this game is my game of the year and i say that fully the gameplay it's just okay yeah. It, it is it is a 2D puzzle platformer. Um you could compare it to games like Limbo, you could compare it to games like Oddworld. Um it, it is more about finding how to get from point A to point B in a unique way. Um and its its main gimmick is that like when you take damage, it's really gory and your body falls to pieces but you don't die. So like you can get to the point where you're just like body parts flinging around the screen. Yeah. Um and that it doesn't really sound like a game that is like I need to play. Um, I played it for the themes. Uh, but the game starts with two messages. The first one is something along the lines, and I'm not going to be able to quote it verbatim, but it is like this game was made with the belief that nobody is wrong for being who they are. Yeah. And then the second one is a content warning because the game deals with like violent imagery, abuse, and suicide. Yeah. And I feel like those kind of speak for themselves. You can probably imagine where it goes. Yeah. And I will take it one step forward. I'm not getting into major spoilers, but the game is about LGBT stuff. Yeah. So if you're someone who... That is a topic that you want to see more media depicting, maybe give this a shot if you're willing to handle games about self-harm and suicide. Yeah, and also I would even go further than that. I I have a friend who played that, and just like, just the very way that that game portrays bodies was kind of uncomfortable for her. But like, she liked it overall. But it was just like a yeah. sometimes it's like hard pill to swallow type, or like yes, you know it, like it, it, it's it hard is to a get hard through. Pill. Yeah, and there are moments in that game where where you're like, oh, you know, they're gonna be vague about it, and then they're not. Yeah, Th that game has a couple of things that. And I'm going to use the fucking word that game may trigger people. And I mean that in the true sense of the word. Yeah. Um, also, 
even if you're not someone who is like LGBT yourself, there's still things in that game you may relate to. Um, there, there's a lot that game has going for it. One thing that the game depicts really well. So like, um, a lot of the story is presented through like, you get text messages that are like flashback text messages. So as you're going through the game, you'll, you'll find like messages on your phone of conversations between like the main character and her parents or her friend, you know? And, uh, some of the conversations with like her mom for anyone that has like maybe a, a family that's really conservative or someone that's never really understood them. Some of that stuff is going to hit home for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, just check that game out. Even if the gameplay isn't really your bag, if you can handle those themes, I, I really feel like that game deserves more attention than it got. And that's kind of just what I wanted to say about it. And that's my take on 2018 as a gamer. Okay. See, I before you wrap that up, I I do want to say that I had two thoughts, and part of yeah. them involves me scrolling through Twitter. Um, first of all, I wanted to say that um, I had an experience with Deadly Premonition where I liked that game a lot, and then D four I was like, okay, that's neat or whatever, but also like, yeah, that's never gonna get finished now, and like, I it was kind of hard to care after that. Um. When I actually got around to watching Twin Peaks proper, I realized that the stuff that was a Twin Peaks homage in Deadly Premonition was all the stuff I liked, and the stuff that was sweary original was all the stuff I didn't really care for. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, maybe I don't actually like sweary all that much. And then, he, like, I heard about this game, and I was like, okay, I'm curious if this is just, like, a fluke or if this is like, okay, does this actually deal with stuff? And like, yeah, I like, I just kind of put Liam's stream stuff on in the background and I was like, oh no, this like, he fucking went for it and he did a pretty, like, you know, like, he, he, really goes he, for he, it. he went for it. And like, even just like his, his interaction with people on Twitter afterwards, I don't know how much of that you've seen, but like, it's been very wholesome and good. And like, he's a tiny little bit. I, I, I've scrolled through his Twitter. I don't, I don't follow him because he posts a lot in Japanese. Um, yeah. I, I, like I generally don't follow a lot of like video game creators anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, no, he, he, he just seems like a really, really good guy. Yeah. And it made me rethink this Twitter conversation I had with him in October of 2016. Oh, um, where he asked question, why do Western people so love nuts? And I responded with, it's like a salty surprise with every bite. And he favorited my tweet and said, good answer. Huh. And I'm just like, damn. <laughs> I educated story about why American people love nuts. There you go. It's up there with the time that I photoshopped the Majora's Mask moon on Emil's face and sent it to Yoko Taro, and he sent me back a weird emote. Yeah. I like how you that's know, the example I used and not the time that I was like, hey, I imported the Japanese version of Nier Automata because I couldn't wait. And he was like, oh, thank you so much. This is the time yeah, I um, shitposted that. <laughs> well, because the shitpost was captured live. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, But it, it's it's a shame then that the that the food items of choice in the missing are donuts and not nuts. Because if they were nuts, you could have been like, well, I fucking I, I demand to be in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the nut man. <laughs> Rosin the nut man brand, that's me. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the cat game. 
Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, now more interested in, not gonna yeah, lie. I'm absolutely giving that game a shot. I'm <laughs> like this game has 180 to my opinion on Swery so much that I will give anything he wants to make a try. I don't care. I do think that you should like I think it'd be interesting, especially because you don't really have a history with Twin Peaks, to like give Deadly Premonition a shot. I've watched Twin Peaks! Oh, I thought you didn't. Yeah, I didn't finish it. I watched season one and got a few episodes into season two. Oh, okay. And then I just... Well, I, I will say then that there's a lot of season two stuff in Deadly Pre- but uh, it's fine. Yeah. All the weird shit that season two introduces is mostly what Deadly Premonition's working off of. I, I watched Twin Peaks like 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm just saying season two is a lot of where all the weird myth- mythological stuff comes in. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Um... But yeah, so that's 2018 as gamers. That's 2018 as gamers. Well, speaking... Pro LGBT. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I kind of I I feel like we both kind of missed the boat on Celeste this year. I don't we know. We did. If... I, I want to give that a try because that sounds like a good depression game. I didn't know it was about that at all. Uh, the the game apparently starts with the premise that the because like you know. I don't know how much you know about that game, but it's, like, little, like, kind of, like, room-by-room puzzle platformer challenge thing, kind of in, like, a Meat Boy sort of way, but not... It's hard to describe, but it's, like, little sets of, like, platforming challenges, and it's about a girl who's climbing a mountain, and the mountain is, like, a metaphor for, like, her dealing with, like, her depression. And, like... but Like, from what I understand, like, I think she has little journal entries at every checkpoint and it kind of goes into like her state of mind at the time and how it's like improving or declining as she goes up the mountain so i'm very curious to see what that's about because i've heard really good Hmm. things yeah that might be something i should check out um yeah speaking of games that aren't from 2018 speaking of dead systems yeah so, Zach, I've made the very adult decision to buy a PlayStation Vita in the year of our Lord 2018. Yeah, which is really um, poetic because 2018 is the year where I sold my Vita. Nice. I pr- it's probably the same one. <laughs> yes. If you if you sent it to GameStop, did you did you sell it to GameStop? I sold it to my GameStop. Does is it still there? Did it not I don't get go? Like it, no. Did it not go in for the refurbished? Because I bought a refurbished PS Vita. No, I take care of my shit. That didn't need to be refurbished. Oh, I didn't. I thought they just refurbished all of them. No, if it's good, we just box it up and sell it. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So other than the fact that there's like <laughs> kind of like a weird like wonky pixel on the very upper left corner of the screen, I got a Vita for a pretty good price and um. Yeah, it's a uh, man. The switch is good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what has games? The switch. Yeah. So, how you liking um, Persona? No, honestly, I, would you be shocked if I told you that I downloaded P three P and P P two Innocent Sin, and I was like, okay, that's what these are supposed to look like on here, and deleted both of them no because i did that and it's monster hunter frontier or whatever the fuck that game's called and the three armored core psp games baby (laughs) yeah um i love having a more expensive psp yep 
I so I never had a PSP, so actually I am very happy. Oh. With, no, I have never. I I would borrow my PSP from my friend when he wasn't using it, but I never owned a PSP. Yeah, PSP was my life back in the day. So I'm I'm happy I can finally relive those middle school memories of borrowing my friend's PSP to play Battlefront Two. Yeah, you got to play Daxter. Oh damn! If that's available digitally, I can totally play it's Daxter. It's a bad game. Don't I, play Daxter. I figured it was bad. So I'm mad though you because can, you know what you can fucking play. You can play Castlevania: The Dracula X Chronicles. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I have the PS4 version of that. And no, the PS4 version is not the same thing. Oh, oh Dracula yeah, Dracula X that's Chronicles right. is a 3D remake. Yeah, that's right. Is is the Vita one or which one should I play of those? Uh, so honestly, there's pros and cons to both. Okay. Um, I would I, I I prefer the 3D remake. That's probably sacrilege to a lot of people. That's okay. the one on the PSP and the Vita. Um, I, I it does not look as good. The graphics are kind of muddled, but I think the, the level design is a little bit easier, and the bosses are a bit harder. And that's kind of the balance I like. Uh, the the final boss, if you get it, because uh, Rondo of Blood has like branching paths, and you have to find and rescue like characters. And if you do all of that stuff to get the true ending, the PSP uh, 3D remake adds a third phase to the final boss. That is like my favorite fight against Dracula in any Castlevania game. Okay. So I kind of like the, the 3D one better for that reason, but they're both really good. Is Symphony of the Night on that fucking... Um... Yeah, you you have to unlock it, but it's in there. Okay. Is that 3D as well, or is that just a... No, that that is the exact same version as okay. that's on PS4. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Um, where was I going with it? Oh yeah, Vita. No, no. There's like I'm sad though because some games that I would have an interest in downloading, I still have to resort to like emulating on PPSSPP, such as uh, Beautiful Joe Red Hot Rumble. Um, most of the Square Enix shit I would care about, like Crisis Core and fucking like Birth. Well, Birth by Sleep, I have like the PS4 stuff and Final Fantasy One and Two never got digital versions. Weird. It's like it was just at that time where they were still kind of like, eh, who gives a shit about digital? You know, it was it's so fucking weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm I. So honestly, I will say I bought it refurbished when it was on sale, and I also had like a good amount of money on a gift card. And under those circumstances, I'm pretty happy with it. If I had paid any more, I would be like, oh. Yeah, I sold mine so I could upgrade to a PS4 Pro, and I don't regret it. The only thing. So I I need to break a habit of mine. The thing I was most upset about selling my Vita was not that I wouldn't get to play it because I hadn't touched it in like six years. It was that like my complete collections of Silent Hill and Persona games are now missing some. Rip. And I I need I need to get over that you know. Yeah. I don't like Before the Golden or Book of Memories. I don't need to own them. Yeah. Uh, is Book of Memories available digitally? Probably. I, I mean, that's an actual Vita game, so. Yeah, I can I can get that now. I won't. Yeah. Oh, I you know what? I'll rebuy my Vita and, and buy it so we can do co-op. See, the uh, the honest to god other problem is that like, hey, even then, also like half of the games I I get that like maybe I'd want to like stream or do video stuff for, I'd probably just end up playing on my Vita TV anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you really had no reason to buy Vita. Honestly, it was a lot for, like, Armored Core, and, like, I guess if I ever feel like just doing a, a casual run of... Sometimes I like to have a certain... 
at certain times i like to have the weird like i want to play an hour of an rpg before bedtime and like mm-hmm. it, it might be good for that but who knows okay but yeah so even probably worse of a decision i bought an xbox it's a better system than the vita it is but also considering the fact i also have a ps2 and like everything nah, man get yourself a copy of knights of the old republic that actually fucking runs i've never i've never had too much of an issue with the pc version honestly i, I could not get mine to work i i have never had too much of an issue with with kotor on the on the pc but i still own my xbox copy so when i want to play that game i'm hooking up my fucking xbox okay um i i basically through a long convoluted story and as people watching at home probably know i ended up getting a pretty decent deal on a game i have always been casually interested in from afar known as steel battalion which is the mecha simulator which comes with a giant three panel controller that you need to assemble with screws and a screwdriver um that uh that basically lets you live out your weird mecha milsim fantasies Mm. and i have you know i have a lot of those and it's doing the trick pretty well but the only problem being is i I ended up getting steel battalion and then i was like i don't have the xbox to play this on so i i actually ended up having to look kind of it's kind of hard to find a a good condition fairly priced xbox nowadays the 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 reason being though is that there's a lot of good condition xboxes out there but the problem is that they're always listed with like a stack of 60 games that the person wants to sell with it (laughs) and i don't want to buy your like seven copies of madden i'm sorry i just don't need that in my life right now or you you need to find yourself a copy that comes with oddworld munch's odyssey i i did not get that i ended up finding a pretty decent deal i I still kind of ended up paying a little bit more than i i would have wanted to but like i got it with just the system uh i ordered an hdmi converter thingy so it would work with my fucking capture card um and uh i've been streaming steel battalion and it's honestly if i had gotten it earlier it probably would be the game like my game of the year 2018 because i i don't do just games release 2018 or like you know i i do like games i played that being said everything that was on my list was stuff that actually came out this year (laughs) um but like man steel battalion is like really good and like oh god it's so fucking weird to describe but I feel like I fell into having the best experience possible with this game. So I'm going to, like, say real quick. I mean, you've, you've been streaming it. And I, I've never been able to fully catch those streams, but I have caught bits and pieces. And, like, I don't think I've ever sound heard you sound quite like a child. <laughs> That's fair. And I, I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, like, pure wonder and excitement. And you're like, oh, I love this. Like, yeah. it, it's a little cute it's really good um i had to like i actually like i'm looking at it right now i had to take all of like because i have like my desk is kind of dedicated to like hey when i want to do like model kilt kit kilts yes model kilts no when i want to model my kilts i get on my desk it's as really, you're talking to us it's it's really hot any no uh fucking um my my model kit desk has been converted into my steel battalion desk now i am not building any model kits as of right now which i kind of i'm starting to miss sadly but like fuck it this is better um so 
I, I needed to do this thing where, like, the Steel Battalion controller is, like, at an angle on the desk, and then I have to tilt, like, because my TV is on, like, a wooden board that is on top of my TV stand, and I am now, like, rotating the board, like, 60 degrees so that I can rotate everything just right so it kind of lines up so that I'm not twisting my neck too bad when I have to play this game. <laughs> it's a whole setup. It's bad. Um, I really wish I had, like, just, like, an easy, like, little fold-out table that I could put the controller on and set up a chair next to, but, like, we just don't have one, and I don't feel like buying one just for this. Um, but it's very, it's very, very much worth it. Oh, as I was saying, though, so I feel like I fell into the best possible experience with this game, at least for, like, what I'm interested in with it, in which I was, I was excited to, like, have some time to myself where, like, I could, I could just stream this uninterrupted. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to set this all up and make sure everything's working. And everything mostly worked. Um, I, I had to actually cut the, my first stream of it by 20 minutes because I didn't wire it correctly. <laughs> this thing is a whole fucking project, I swear. It, it, was, it, it makes it sound more complicated than it actually is. I just needed to unscrew like a cover and then push some wires in so that they were fully connecting. Um, and then I restarted the stream up. And I had read a little bit of one of the two manuals that comes with the game. <laughs> and also a little bit of, like, a preface for the strategy guide that was sent with me, which I, I, I find conflicting reports online because it, this is weird in that I feel like everyone who bought Steel Battalion also seems to have bought the strategy guide for it because I can I, I find conflicting information online whether or not the strategy guide came bundled with the game or if so many people just have it that when they sell the game now pre-owned that they just throw it in. Um, but my copy came with it. So I have three manuals for this thing effectively. And I, I, I skimmed what I could and then I was like, I'm going to have the game do the rest. And then the game starts with like, oh no, we're under attack, get in the mech. Fuck you, pilot it. You're fighting right now. You know how to do this, right? And I was like, no, I don't. And I got to do the Amaro Ray thing in real life. Where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And it was so good. And then like, when there was some downtime between the streams... I was like, okay, I'm going to... Because when you game over two, the guy in the game tells you, hey, fucking, you you should really read the manual. Like, read the manual. <laughs> and, like, between streams, I read the two... I read, you know, the intro part of the strategy guide, which is basically just like, hey, here's some good hot tips for your mech and how to operate it properly. And the instruction man, Like, just the generic in-the-game case instruction manual... And I was like, man, they don't explain a lot in here. And I, I, I guess maybe the rest of the game will explain it. What I did not see is that, because this comes in a huge fucking giant box, at the bottom of the box was a third separate manual. Oh my god. <laughs> which is literally a, in like, it is written as if it's in-universe. Like, hey, welcome, you got accepted into the mech program. Here's everything you need to know about these mechs, including the history of the production lines and, like, how they were built. And, like, like weird bureaucracy. Like, there's a list of, like, mech pilot rankings and, like, who is, like, who has authority over whom in the command chain. And, like, weird fake details and specifications for all of the, like, 
buttons and like the targeting systems and it's like the best thing in the world i love it so much and i'm happy i had that experience and also it has made me because like i i had like a vlog thing where i ranted forever about like ah like game preservation sucks now or whatever like it's it's fucking hard especially as things go like digital in a way a lot this made me miss like that weird like Honestly, kind of a thing that was before I like I was even born, but like the whole feelies thing where like games would come packed with shit that like tied into your experience. And like honestly, the only like the only like real modern example I can think of from like recent generations is like, you know, like maybe you'd get Skyrim and it came with a cloth map. Yeah. But like that shit you'd have to like sometimes dish out extra for like a collector's edition. Yeah, and like even then I feel like I I I don't like most modern game collector's editions because I feel like they really cheap out on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like, I miss really high-quality good shit that was, like, immersive and, like, made the game experience feel more tangible like that. And, like, God, like, this is the ultimate example of that, obviously, but, like... Yeah. Well, I feel like it's one of those cases where people buy more video games now than they used to, and also video games are more expensive to make. They come yeah. out faster. I, I feel like it's I feel like that maybe can't happen. Yeah. It makes me sad. Yeah. But yeah, it's been I've this is an entirely unique experience that like I don't think I'll ever have with something again unless like Oh yeah, that is the mo like that is a one like that product is the only uh, thing that it yeah. matters. <laughs> That's the only type of product that exists is that type of product. Yep. Not... Things are the way they are because of how it is. Yep, I'm I'm happy that the entire capitalist system revolves around Steel Battalion. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Um. It's good. I'm yeah, please watch my Steel Battalion streams to hear me sound like a child. Okay, I yeah. I, I I am going to actually provide two of like my ex most excited because like honestly, the game is a pretty good game for what it is. There's a few quirks about it that I don't like. Like It did not look like it at first, so I'm glad to hear that it's better. That's because I was bad at it. Fair like, enough. Really bad at it, to the point where I did not know how to aim or do anything. Um, which, to be fair, I think is actually the best way to start playing that game. <laughs> like, actually, like if you somehow... If, for the one person, maybe, maybe, who... Nope who probably not but maybe in in the off miracle chance actually you know what i'm not even gonna say that because i have since learned that actually steel battalion has kind of had a little bit of a resurgence because it is a popular thing at certain cons in the country where they will hook it up to do the land multiplayer so it's kind of had, like, a weird, like, arcade-like comeback in that regard. And also, yeah. there are some arcades that straight up just, like, they build a custom cockpit for it, and, like, you pay five bucks, and they let you play a mission. Yeah. Um, that being said, I feel like they probably have to have a person that, like, explains everything to you before you start playing, or else, like, that just wouldn't work. Um, but in the off chance, you manage to just get a fucking copy of Steel Battalion, which will range anywhere from 200 to 500 dollars depending on what <laughs> who sells it to you luckily i got it for a pretty good price because i had a friend of a friend um but 
I, I recommend the first time you go in, maybe maybe don't read up too much about how to control it, because when you finally start to understand what every single button on that 40-button controller does and how to move all of the sticks so that you get the results you want, it feels amazing. Um, like, it honestly, like, and part of me is saying this because there's an actual fucking, like, gear shifter on the fucking thing. Like, it reminded me of being 15 and learning how to drive again. It's <laughs> fucked up. Like, just that feel of, like, okay, this is this is how this thing moves when I input this way. Um, this is how I deal with turning properly. Like, this is the speed I should be going to get up this hill. Like, it's so fucking weird. Um, no, but, but my two, my two things that I will say about it is that the, um, well, like the, the game is like, the, okay, I, I do need to provide more like premise for this before I can get into these anecdotes or else it just will not give it the full weight. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm spending a lot of time on this, It's okay. but the game is set up in a way that when you start it, you enter in your character name and you start a campaign, which is just the single player. And what you do is you have an, an issue. I, I read up on this. Um, you have two campaigns. The first one you need to go through before you can access the second. Um, when your mech starts, when your mech runs out of armor, like the cockpit starts on fire and like starts to explode and you have like 10 seconds and you have to hit an eject button to save your character's life. And if you don't eject in time, that character dies, your save file is erased, and you have to start from the beginning with a new character. And you lose everything. <laughs> the only thing that's a saving grace of this is that any time you complete a mission, you unlock it in a free mission mode, which isn't tied to any particular character. So, as long as you've beaten a mission it's in that free mission mode and the only other catch is that you have to have beaten a mission with a because there's different types of mechs in the game obviously um you need to beat one mission with that mech if you want to use it in the free mission mode so you don't have to beat that mission with that mech it just has to be like oh you you have to have beaten this mission with any mech but the only mechs you can use in the free mission mode are ones that you've beaten other missions with uh, so that gives you some capability to practice long term. Um, and then I believe how it works is that once you unlock the second campaign by beating the first, when you start a new character, it gives you the option, hey, do you want to start from the first campaign and then go to the second? Or do you want to just start the second campaign right away? So you do have kind of a check mark after you get through one. So like you don't have to start from the beginning every time, which is nice. That being said, I have not gotten through that, that first fucking... Um, <laughs> that first fucking campaign yet um that being said i've also not lost a pilot to death yet because this game has an economic system where your pilot has a set number of supply points and every time um you lose a mech in a mission you have to order a replacement which costs money and like shittier mechs cost a lot less money than newer ones there's also a supply system where your your mech runs on like actual fuel and you know you have a limited amount of ammunition you can go into missions with so you want to have ample supplies before you go into like a really long mission so you also have to spend money on supply crates and then like say you start to run out of fuel during a mission well you don't want to eject just because you ran out of fuel that's dumb so you have to call in the supply chopper and like 
basically like it's cheaper to resupply than it is to buy a whole new mech uh so like there's this whole like economic like portion of it too and i lost my first save file because i ran out of money and if you run out of money it plays this cutscene where like the head of the mech program just goes okay i think i think we need to get you a desk job you're wasting too much of our resources <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> So my 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 first pilot Rosin Brand was disgraced and sent to a desk job and I believe his his I think as the lore goes as I decided his brother Hank Brand ace pilot is now taking over and so far he's not dead but we'll have to see um anyways that build up leads to my first story where at the end of my second stream um maybe skip ahead using the timetable down below if you want to actually watch them um, I was running out of money and I, this is still when I didn't really know how to play. So like looking back, there's a lot of shit I could have done to make this work. Um, but the only thing I could buy was a Vitz, which is basically like not even the Zaku two equivalent. It's like the Zaku one. Like it is, it is the, Hey, this is the first mech that was built in this universe. And it's like so bad that the actual display of the mech isn't in color. It's in black and white. And, like, you just can't see shit good. And it tips over. Like, if it gets shot too many times, it will, it'll just tip over. Its max speed is, like, 30 miles per hour. It fucking sucks. It's bad. And I, like, just barely managed to finish the mission with, like, 40 seconds left on the clock to spare. And, like, I swear to God, I legit had the, like, oh, my God, I'm Shinji. And the fucking power cord went down. And I have five minutes to destroy the thing, like, moment. And it was magical. Um, and then... <laughs> The the second, and this is actually the escapade that led me running out of money on that first save file. Um, I ran into another mission where I had to blow up a battle tank, and I only had enough money to get that shittiest mech again. And I was like, I can't, like, I know I cannot last long enough in this mission in this mech because it puts you up, basically it puts you up against like a gauntlet of powerful mechs, and then you have to blow up a really powerful battleship right at the end. And I was like, I, I know that if I just take out every mech, I am not going to be able to last. So what, like, the stream chat kind of was doing was they, they were like, oh, j just fucking go for the shit. Because, like, the mission is just blow up the ship. So they're like, just, just go for it. Just run past everything. Like, do a suicide run. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I got further along than I should have. But just that moment where it's like, ah, I got to adjust. Like... I'm gonna die if I keep going like it was just this most like depressing but magical moment of like I almost did the cool thing but reality hit. it's good it's very good but yeah that that is my experience with Steel Battalion highly recommend it is a game for no one highly recommend yeah if you've got 500 bucks yeah. to spend on a game on the original Xbox. I mean, you can, you can still find them for 200 if you're lucky on eBay. <laughs> it is a niche upon a niche, and I am so happy that you have it. Yeah. Honestly, I had one... So, I've told this story before, but, like, basically, my, I have a friend of a friend who, like, is involved with, like, used games business stuff or whatever. And he, like, called up my friend, like, do you know anyone who would want this? And my friend immediately thought of me, and I feel like that speaks wonders to, like, yeah, this is... Yeah. Like, you know, like, this is my thing. So, <laughs> I'm happy I have it. Anyways. You know what I'm happy to have? Yeah. 
Uh, HDMI splitter. Yeah. Now you can record the PS3. So, um, Christmas just ended. And assuming that this doesn't take Rods in a year to upload, I mean Christmas 2018. Oh, oof, oof, oof. Oof. That's a sick reference to our Zelda Let's Play. <laughs> oof, oof. Which, which just which, ended. Which just ended. <laughs> How do you feel about the Zelda Let's Play ending? It's, just, it's, it's like a weird... Like, you know at the end of, like, those, like, shitty, like, haunting reminiscence television shows where, like, the exorcism happens, and then, yeah. like, the mother or father goes on the camera and is like, I felt like a weird weight that was always there was lifted off my shoulders. That's kind of how I feel about the Zelda Let's Play yeah like I, I i feel like i got the chore done that i've been putting off Oof. because wow. not not in like a bad way but just the fact that like okay let's be real i had 18 hours of footage that i needed to edit and that was a burden on my life <laughs> <laughs> that i was like i don't know how to get through this and because of the dumb jokes we made i had to fucking actually God. pay attention and i still fucked up so whatever oh i'm so happy you did yeah Oh man! You know I yeah, started hey, listening to those you know at three what? times speed. I think you did tell me that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I'll be honest. Maybe I went a little too far. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I made a few mistakes along the way. <laughs> and I'm I'm not even gonna explain what I mean by that. No, you have to watch every. If you want to know, you have to watch all like ninety six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <sighs> so oh, also, I feel like there was someone in my discord who by the way when those started to upload again they were like wait that's not done <laughs> but yeah <sighs> um so I uh god I forgot how I was gonna say this but whatever well I think um, what you're trying to say is that you're now starting your own breath of the wild let's play which I will be coaching you through I am because you bought a capture card. Yes. Um, so I was like, I've got money for Christmas. And not like money I can use on real things. I've got like gift cards to fucking play. Like I got Amazon and Best Buy, you know? Like, yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm going to spend the currency. Money on me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? I've always said, maybe I'll look into this one day. And I decided that today was the day. Well, today was the day when the day was the day. So I bought a capture card. Fucking... I bought basically like just the the next version of the one you have, like the slightly better 4K. The one, one that's literally the same, except also does 4K video. Yeah, yeah. And that, which also was announced two days like after I got mine, by the way. So for what is it? And I, I don't know if you know this. It does not record in 4K. Wait, what? It, it is not for recording in 4K. You have to get the specific 4K card that goes into your computer for that. Oh. What this does is it'll record the same exact footage that you record, but it'll display 4K on my TV. So I can play my video games in 4K and record it in 1080. Oh, okay. I don't feel bad at all then. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it is just for people that want to continue to play their games in 4K while recording their 1080 footage. Huh. Okay. But it does not let you do uh hdr so oh okay yeah it's it's honestly like the only reason i bought this one and not the one you have is they were both on sale for the same price yeah i mean you might as well um, at that point 
But then I fell down, like, an unfortunate hole. And I feel kind of bad about what happened. So I, I was like, I'm going to buy myself two things. I'm going to buy myself a capture card, and I'm going to buy myself a wireless mouse. Because those are two things that I've always kind of wanted. And then I went, oh, fuck, you know what? I... I'm not going to have enough space to save footage. I have to buy myself a hard drive. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, You're doing the thing I did. So then I bought myself a hard drive. And then on, like, day fucking one of owning this stuff, I'm talking to you. And you go, <laughs> well, you got the thing you needed to record PS3, right? And I went, the, the capture card. And you went, no, you need something else. <laughs> so then I had to buy that. For for people wondering the details, PS3 has, like, copyright protection embedded in the video stream, so you need to buy a separate splitter device that illegally strips it, but, like, it's kind of a weird gray area that companies don't pay attention to yet, so it's okay, but not really. It's weird. So what was going to be, like, a honestly, more money than I should have spent on just the capture card for, like, my own entertainment of just bullshit became i guess here's all of my money because i i got this far i can't stop <laughs> yeah. i have to buy it all now so uh i now have a giant tangled fucking mess of wires i have two different hdmi splitters for different purposes hell yeah I have the capture card i have the wireless mouse i've got all this and i'd like i need to really find a way to organize this stuff because it is getting bad guess what you never will it'll always be bad <laughs> you'll never but, find a solution to this fucking web that we've created for ourselves to for the glory of making videos that Rosa, nobody that's, watches that's the thing people at least watch your stuff <laughs> okay that's okay i'm doing this just for me <laughs> i should not have bought this just just keep just keep making persona video essays and in like three years you'll get a return on investment i promise um the persona okay so i mean I, it's hard for me to say this and not sound um like i like i'm lying because i really i really do mean it when i say i i, I don't care as much as people would assume i do like if people watch what i make and enjoy it that's great i'm really happy please leave leave comments and talk to me about it i, I that that's great i really do just kind of want to do this stuff because i find it fun yeah and honestly um, that's like the people who go into this and that's not the reason are the ones that always go out for it you know what i mean like yeah so like i i the first thing i really made with my capture card was i made a video about persona 5 um and I was like, hey, you know, do I want this to be the first thing? Because people aren't going to like what I have to say about this game. Um, so I actually worried a lot about the tone of that video. Um, I feel like it came out okay. Uh, I got I got a few criticisms and some feedback on things that I, I, I definitely agree with. So there are things that I now wish I had done differently. But oh well, that's how it goes. Um, Did you get any bad comments yet? Roast them. No, no. Everyone was pretty, pretty nice. That won't um, last. Never well, lasts. So, so Rosin, again, here's the thing: people <laughs> have to actually watch the video for that. <laughs> Although I did notice, because um, I mean, just like, oh no, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. go through my comments right now. We're gonna, we're gonna highlight some dumb ones. 
Let me say my fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> um, it's got like a hundred views on it, which is that's all I need. Like, like the people watched it. The people that watch it are the people that I care about. You know. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for watching it. Our that's side fine. of Twitter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the the Persona Three video I made like a year ago now, um, that has like over six hundred views, which again, in terms of YouTube things, is nothing. But for me, that's like oh shit. Um, I had a few really bad comments on there that I did not delete, but are now gone. So I guess maybe those accounts got banned or something. Uh, uh, so Mario Connects fan says, "Does it have Falconer music in the Blu-ray?" I answered that in the video, nerd. Time to ban this person from my channel. Do, do you remember Rosin when someone commented on my Persona Three video and called me like a like a shitbag door fuck or something? Yeah, that comment is unfortunately now gone. Oh, I mean that comes with the territory. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm just I'm having fun. I might stream more, and when I stream, like two to three people show up, and that's fine. Um, I'm really awkward at streaming by myself, so I'm gonna try to rope other people into it. But there will be times when I just do it by myself for fun. Um, I think the next video I want to make is about Zelda, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and that's that's all I got. I'm having fun. That's kind of something I've been trying to be better at myself in terms of like being able to carry things alone, because like I noticed, like I don't know, like I think SMT one, I was like awkward enough in a way that i didn't even realize i was being awkward that i think that let's play just kind of coasted on like eh, i knew enough about that game but recording kyoyaku stuff which i know far less about i'm like oh no i need to do that thing where i figure out things to talk about when there's nothing going on in this game and that's <laughs> so i feel rough. like i feel like that's important in a let's play personally for me i i don't care about that as much on a stream i feel yeah. like it's okay to have a, a, a few moments of silence on a stream. Streams are more casual. The game. Yeah. But that being said, and this is this is an anecdote, and I'm not going to dwell on this. Uh, today, I today I did um, watch uh, a little bit of a popular streamer because they were playing something I was curious about. Uh, and oh my god, the desperate the the desperation to not have a single moment of silence oh. is for real, and like to the point where. I mean, they were doing the fake voice. They were doing the sound effects when someone subbed. They were shouting out the subs. But then, like, while while fighting in, in combat, they would, like, just start making fart sounds every time they hit them because they had nothing to say. Oh. And they would just start doing, like, weird references to random things. It's like, oh, you're just terrified of having a moment of silence. Um, Which... So I never want to become that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I hate it because that's the thing that like succeeds you know, it's yeah. dumb but like that that's what people want and i yeah don't i get know it. yeah but because I, I mean like even i feel like in our breath of the wild like playthrough there's like solid 30 second silences where it's like we're, we're just walking there's what the fuck is there to say and like yeah and that's part of the experience and, well because like honestly too i feel like so much co-commentated things honestly just commentated things in general are trying to simulate the idea of like oh i'm playing on the a game on the couch with my bro or whatever but like they're not actually that they're just like these weird like theater performances where like that's kind of yeah. what people are doing but like no nah, like fucking back in the day when me and me and the me and the fam they're not fam but i mean the squad were like playing through like fucking i don't know like 
ff10 or whatever for an example with my friend and i or whatever it's like there'd be fucking like we wouldn't talk for like minutes at a time because it's like what the, it's a fucking random battle what do you want us to say you know yeah yeah it's an interesting line to walk yeah because you want to play the game but it also a lot of like it has to be entertainment so yeah anyway we'll see i'm just doing it for fun so i can get away with having shit content haha <laughs> shout outs to the people who are mad i don't do voices for npcs and smt at let's plays yeah yeah Woo! anyways hmm. now that that's happening I don't know. I, that doesn't mean anything <laughs> in the circumstance. I just kind of, I felt like I needed to cover the silence. Oh no, I'm a fucking hypocrite. <sighs> Let's move on to emails. Let's. So, this one's from Gonzalo, who asks, "Hello, we are finally done with the Zelda LP cast. Thank you. Hey. Hope you are doing well. Also, thank you." Question for Raza. Now that you own a real Steel Battalion controller and game, what other genre oh slash God. what other genre slash gimmick of a game would you like to get the same treatment? As in highly realistic peripherals that increase the immersion or fun of a game. Um you know, I don't think there's anything to that capacity I personally would be that interested in having simulated. Like nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I do, VR. I, I honestly, like, yeah, at this point, I feel like a lot of the stuff I would want, like, a, a bigger, excuse me, I, a little hiccupy right now for some reason, uh, something I would want, like, a bigger peripheral, like, with, like, that, I, I feel like I would want it as a VR game first, just for practicality's sake, um, and I can't think of anything, like, other than, like, a vehicle simulation off the top of my head that would be good for, like having a big dumb hunk of plastic like that because i mean like i mean i i do have ace combat pre-ordered with the uh with like the ps4 flight stick that they put out for that so like stuff like that i always think is gonna have a place but like there's nothing else i can think of that is to that degree that i'd want simulated so yeah can you think of anything well the question was for you Oh, okay. <laughs> Christ. Uh, and a question for Zach. Since Fate, oh. since Fate Grand Order Part 1 finally ended for the NA server, have you completed it? Nope. And if so, well... Uh, <laughs> what's your opinion of F-Go as a Fate story, putting aside all the gotcha baggage that comes with the game? Mm. Personally, I really liked it. So... Uh, that, that was uh, Gonzalo saying that, not me. I have not played Fate Go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so here's where things uh, get depressing. Uh, so uh, when I downloaded Fate Go, it was on a phone that could not really run it. So it crashed every 30 seconds. Um, but because I'm someone with a problem, I played it anyway. Uh, and I got into the habit of like, I, I just can't watch these cutscenes. I have to skip them if I want to play this game. So I started skipping the cutscenes. I now have a phone that can run the game, but I'm still skipping the cutscenes because that's just what I'm used to. Oh no. 
Um, Do you watch so them I, on YouTube later? I haven't yet. It's what I kept saying I was going to do. Oh. But I stopped. Um, I, I stopped at the end of America, and I have not moved on because I've been told that that's where the story starts getting good. So before I move on, I, I want to actually go back and watch all the cutscenes and then start watching them with the next arc a after America. So that, that's why I've kind of haven't finished it yet. So I will. And then I will give my opinion on it as a fate story. I'm just going to say up front, I'm probably going to think it's maybe okay at best. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of fate stuff outside of like fate zero and fate stay night. Um, it's a little anime-y for me at this point in my life, but uh, I've heard it gets really good, and it apparently brings in some old-school Tight Moon lore shit that blows my mind, so uh, I'll give it a fair shot. And it's getting apparently some decent anime adaptations in the future of like the really good arc, so we'll see how those go. And uh, final question, what are you looking forward to in 2019? Personally, uh, a fair bit. Personally... Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry 5, and probably a lot of other things. I'm excited for that Glass movie. Are you excited for Glass? <laughs> I'm uh, morbidly curious about Glass. Okay, you know what? Yeah, that's fair. Actually, I feel like I would put myself more in the morbidly curious. Have you seen Split yet? No. Okay, Split is, a, I would say, a pretty good movie. Yeah. It's weird because if, if the final bit of that movie was not in there i'd say it's an okay movie but because i don't know i what a fucking weird thing but yeah oh also i am uh i'm trying to like just try i'm trying to expand my horizons this year like just in general with stuff uh but in terms of like nerd media stuff that means i want to give the kaiju genre a fucking go because i never have really cared much for it but i'm morbidly excited i'm i'm not morbidly excited i'm unironically excited for that upcoming godzilla movie because it looks dope as fuck and i kind of want to want to be on the bandwagon for that yeah um i mean there's so it's one of those things too, especially in terms of video games you never know what's really going to come out this year but like yeah especially I'm nowadays i'm excited to buy more switch stuff i really haven't played my switch a lot this year mm-hmm um and like not if the Damon best X year for switch machina, yeah if damon x machina and um oh fuck what was the other one uh animal crossing i've never played an animal crossing game i want i want to make that one my first one i have a weird opinion about damon x machina well okay not opinion but like prediction mm. so like you know how i mean neither of us have really spent a lot of time with the game but like you know how octopath came out and everyone was like oh yo ff6 yeah and it was actually more saga yeah um because i personally am super down with more saga but let's be real the mainstream rpg playing audience would rather much have ff6 um so i i really want to spend more time with that game because i'm sure i'll probably like it more than a lot of people do um but i feel like damon x machina is going to be a thing where people are going to be like oh yo new cool mech game and then they're going to get armored core and they're not going to like that because Armored Core mm -hmm. is like a very specific kind of janky thing that I don't think is for most people. Yeah. Bloodstain's supposed to come out this year. Okay, I made a joke earlier in this podcast about Oddworld. 
Um, there has been like an odd world game in the works for the last couple of years that's supposed to be like a reimagining of the second game. Um, the second odd world game is my favorite of that. I I actually really love the first two odd world games, and I have since I was a kid, like the two D side scrolling ones. Um, God, I I just realized I mentioned odd world a lot in this podcast actually, um, because I brought it up when I mentioned the missing too. Yeah. Uh, I am curious to see how that turns out. They've said some things about it that make me a little uh, hesitant, but they still have not showed that game off and they were teasing it like years ago. So I'm curious where that leads. Uh, actually just to, well, actually a few things. Uh, I'm super excited to finally see that fucking Broly movie. Um, I actually just today or actually, sorry, just yesterday, yesterday they announced that Gundam narrative is actually getting a U.S. theatrical release. They have not announced the theaters for that yet, so I may... That may be the one where I actually bite the bullet, and even if it's not at my nearby theater, I drive out, like, the hour I need to to go see it oh, and, like, yeah. take off of work or whatever. That I'm reminds not... me of Heavensfield 2 as well. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure yet, though. And, I'll, okay, actually also, too, like... I, I don't know if you, like, caught this, but they released the first, like, 25 minutes of Gundam narrative on YouTube, like, just as a free thing. That's I, weird. I don't know how I feel about what I saw of it so far. <laughs> oh no. I mixed feelings, mixed feelings. I I think it has the traditional Gundam movie problem of like maybe maybe this needed to not be a movie. <laughs> maybe this needed to be longer. But I, I feel that way about a lot of things these days. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And and you were just complaining about how things need to be shorter. Yeah. Things that are too long need to be shorter and things that are too short need to be longer. Just, just stop making things. Yeah. <laughs> We are unpleasable, angry old men. Media is cancelled. We are done. No more fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that. Thank you, Gonzalo. Thank you. This one's from UT. Happy New Year, Zach and Rosin. I know 2018 was a long-ass year for everyone, so I'd wonder what was your greatest accomplishment and or favorite moment uh, you had in the previous <laughs> year. Do you guys have any New Year's resolutions for 2019? What was your favorite uh, year that you looked back on? I think that's supposed to be part of the year you looked back on. I'm not sure. Yeah. I laughed and I really shouldn't have. Uh, 2018 was fucking rough for me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, my, my New Year's resolution for 2019 is is to be more positive and, and not fall to depression so easily. Um... I I mean I got like a steady job, but like also I don't know. Like I guess that's like the responsible adult like accomplishment, I guess. But I yeah. mean like I, I, other than that, I I don't know. I feel like I took care of myself better in a lot of regards this year in terms of just like I don't know. Like I, I feel like I, I this is, like, weird to describe, but, like, I feel like I figured shit out on my own that, like, maybe 2017 me would have needed to, like, unnecessarily run past people, if that makes sense more. And I, I, I kind of, I guess I gained more confidence as, like, a individual decision maker for myself this past year, which I probably is going to serve me well later on, I have to imagine. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Um... Yeah, like I, I guess for resolutions, I really, I guess I kind of just said like I want to try out more shit, both like nerd shit and also just like I want to get out more and try doing more things, which is like, like honestly, kind of hard with where I'm at. Like, um, I, I don't. Do you know what Eventbrite is? Like the website. 
Uh, no. Uh, it's I, I use it a lot for work because I have to write about, like, local events for, like, you know, the businesses I write for um, just because it makes for, like, good blog posts or whatever. Um, but, like, it's basically just, like, an event catalog site where people can put up, like, oh, like, this is, like, parties or, like, activities or, like, talks or presentations or, like, just all sorts of, like, stuff like that. You can you can put it up and have event information on, on the website and then, like, you can sign up for it right through there. And I looked up that for my local area just because I was curious to see, like, hey, what's going on around here that maybe I could meet some people through or whatever? There's, like, fucking nothing happening here. And I was like, okay, that's... <laughs> maybe I need to look elsewhere. I don't know, but... Yeah. I did think of, of another resolution. Yeah. Um, I want to uh, take DMing more seriously. Um... I want to get better at it, and I want to plan better, and I want to uh, keep the game that I had started last year and then let fall apart because of the aforementioned things. Um, I want to I want to get that back together with with my friends that I have like locally, and uh, really like try to try to get that as like at least a once a month thing because they all seem to enjoy it, but I I, I felt like I kind of failed. Um, so I want to re really give that a go because I, I love D and D. Uh, Critical Role became like such an important thing to me this year, um, and and that inspired me in the good way, not the bad way. Because some people get inspired by Critical Role and just want to create it. <laughs> uh, it inspired me to to like view Dungeons and Dragons as something more than I used to, where where it's not just like yeah that 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 can be more than just goofing around with with like memes and jokes. That that can be something like a really good shared storytelling thing. So. I want to take that a bit more seriously. I need to fucking get back to the uh, the Discord game that we've been running. Yeah. I I took a break for holidays because Christmas time is the worst for any job, I think. Yeah. Honestly, and I was like, all, all right, fam, I know we have fun here, but I, I, I just cannot prep for... DM prep takes a long-ass time. <laughs> It really does. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think we need to take December off, and I, I, I should get my own thing running back before January lets up, but I don't know. I also have to worry. Actually, yeah, I want to be better about not having long-ass delays in things I make. That'd probably be a good plan. <laughs> so what is the uh, Ocarina of Time 20th anniversary Ooh. let's play? Oof. That we totally forgot we said we were gonna do. Oof. That, that one stung. <sighs> Hi, Ninto. Hi, Ninto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Everyone, please watch the Breath of the Wild LP. <laughs> we need to move on before we become bigger assholes than we are. <laughs> Thanks, UT. <laughs> this one's from Sonia. Uh, it's been a while. I'd like to ask first, what are your plans for this new... Okay, I think we kind of covered that. Yeah. Uh, what games or media in general are you looking for? We covered that. In... Okay, in case other people ask those questions, I have one more. What do you look for in merchandise for a piece of media you enjoy? Like, do you prefer certain types of merch, such as figures, plushies, etc., or does it not matter so long as they are of good quality? Mm. Uh, this is interesting for me because I feel like... So I I feel like maybe some people who've known me long enough will, like, remember where, like, I actually used to, like, really not like merch stuff just because I was like, eh, it's just, like, I don't like to just have stuff laying around or, like, I, I, I feel like I don't, I, 
back then I was like, I don't really like enjoy having this stuff or, or whatever. Like I felt like it was kind of a money pit, but then like, as I kind of got more into like, okay, like I, I have like a few figures and stuff now or statues or whatever. And then when I got into the model kit thing that immediately fell apart, um, it's weird because I think I view merchant like traditional merchandise and model kits as separate things because model kits are like a weird like half merchandise half art form type thing. Yeah, there's a bit of yourself put into them. Yeah, like you like even if you don't paint or like go like obscene with it, like even if you do like just like the basic out of the box shit, like you still have some options in terms of like how do you want to build this and pose this and like kind of like you have a little bit of yourself to put into it. Whereas like stuff like statues and stuff, I I honestly don't buy a lot of um if there's something like I really like a lot and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having that like in my room as something I can look at. Like I have like I'm looking at like I have a Raiden Nendoroid, a Kirby Nendoroid, some little near minifigs and like just some other like statues of random stuff. Like I, I as long as they're of good build quality and like they're not like honestly, like I as long as they're not too pricey, I I'm fine with like hey, I just like having little reminders of, of stuff. Honestly, even more than that, I, I want it to look like aesthetically I need to like it. Uh, well, fucking even actually, I think I talked about, like, I bought a fucking, like, little, like, it's just a little chibi spider guan plane with a yo-yo, like, statue that I have coming in the mail one of these days, and, like, I'm not even the biggest spider guan fan, I just think that design looks really fucking awesome, you know, like, so. I own a hundred dollar statue of Gilgamesh from Fate Stay Night in die-cast metal armor. Nice. I am the opposite of you. <laughs> yes. Well, we once had the great box debate of 2017. I almost brought the box debate up. Oh, okay. I mean, we I did now, so we might yeah. as well talk about it. Yeah. We had a debate, and it was it was intense. It was really uh, intense. And I think it started because someone who will not be named bought a really expensive collector's edition and then threw out the box. I don't even remember. Was this me? Am I the person no. who was not be no. named? You're okay. Not. Okay. Um, and that like upset me on a level that I could not, <laughs> I could not handle. And it became a thing where like, I was the only one going like, you don't throw out boxes to things like that. And then it became a big argument about like what boxes are okay to throw out, what boxes aren't okay to throw out. Where do you keep your boxes? Why do you keep your boxes? Like, it became such an intense thing of like. And and I I keep the boxes to every figure I buy. They're stacked in my closet. So, it's funny you say this because now that I have like the because this was before I got into model kit and like stuff or whatever. I do have a very obscene box like box stack of model kits, but also figure stuff. And here's the problem: so many like figures and shit now just come with like those little options parts, and it's like, what? Where the fuck else do I keep these? You know, mm -hmm. so one of these days I do. I I want to clean this out though, and like like I don't need the I don't need my box of the Artoria statue I have. I'm fine throwing that out. No, I have to keep it. Um, <laughs> to actually answer the question though, uh, in regards to what I look for in merch, it really is honestly like I want the merch to be a good representation of the thing I like. So that I can look at it and feel the the emotional connection to the thing I like, um, 
and it doesn't have to be on a deep level. Like I have a statue of like I have a figure of Goku, and it's like, haha, Goku. You know? <laughs> Did you say that every time you make eye contact with every him? time? Every goes, time oh, without fail. Um, There's a lot of editing out of the Breath of the Wild LP I had to do with yeah, that. It was it really frustrating. That's why it took a year to come um, out. <laughs> Goku. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but to give an example of like I, I really, really wanted to buy a Persona Five figure, and I, I know I, whatever. Um, I mean, you fucking hate that game with a passion. You call it irredeemable trash in your 40-hour video. You didn't watch it. Fuck you. Yes, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. Um, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I talked to you about it after. You did not, actually. Oh, I didn't? No. Um, but I, You got I really impassioned I... when you said fuck you, Atlas. I did. Because um, you hate Persona 5. Yeah, that's, you never that's at all. Cl- you never at all clarify in that video that you like that game. <laughs> so, so I make a joke in, in in the beginning of the video where I say because I start talking about how like you know I'm not the same person I was back when I played Persona Four, and I make a joke that the, that the version of me that would like have a Persona avatar and buy a Makoto figure doesn't exist anymore. And then it's like, haha! I zoom in on my PlayStation avatar and it's a Persona avatar. Blah blah blah. Um, but the truth behind that is I really, really wanted to buy a Makoto figure. I was really excited about the idea of buying a figure of Makoto from Persona 5. And then the one they came out was like her in like a sexy pose on a motorcycle. And I was like, fuck this. That's not, that's not that character to me. So I need the figure to, to, I need the figure to represent the character in a way that I am happy with. Um, and that extends to all merch. Like, if I buy an art book, I don't just want pick. You know, like it needs to feel like, yeah, this is from this. This is how I feel about this. Um, and then I also buy amiibos. So moving on. <laughs> yeah, please watch Zach's video on why he fucking loves Atlas's writing staff and hates Yusuke as a character. <laughs> They're gonna believe you that, that like. <laughs> Uh, anyways thank you Sonia thank you this one's from Laura hopefully I'm not too late to send this I just wanted to say how much fun it was to watch the Zelda LP thank you thank you what? that's that's very nice of you one of the chosen 30 I know I've told you both that individually I think but honestly the days it came out I liked watching it after eating breakfast or while eating breakfast. Very very important distinction. Didn't want to get that wrong. It was super nice, and I hope you guys can do another LP together like that. It was weirdly relaxing and funny. And I wouldn't... I don't think either of us are in a place in our lives right now where we can put down that commitment again, unfortunately. At least not for a bit. I, I, so I actually... I, I believe I, um, I brought this up to you, Rosin. But um, this was a conversation that was had on like a little mini... Uh, Hyrule Warriors stream I did to test out the capture card and I said there that um, I don't think you're ever going to make something that long again I don't think so either sadly because that is a commitment it was a lot and I did not make it easy on you no and also like hey straight up like there were a lot of days where you and I would wake up at like fucking like 10 or whatever and it'd be like do you work today and like you're like, no, and it's like, you work today? No. 
eh, fuck, let's just, let's just record nine hours or whatever. Like, we yeah. we do not have that in our lives now. More specifically, I don't because of I, <laughs> I switched jobs over. But Yeah, you, you work big boy hours. I, I work eight hours and, five days a week so that's and whether not or not happening. i'm doing that depends on the week yeah either i have all the free time in the world or no free time yeah um so i don't i don't think there's ever going to be another zelda let's play but and i i wanted to ask you about this because i also said something that i'm legitimately curious on your opinion on because i feel like we have different i feel like we like different styles of let's plays because you're very big into edited Let's Plays that are, like, informative, get to the point, and you're showing off something. Like, there's there's points to your Let's Plays. I, I feel like that's my niche. And yeah. I, I, I am more of a fan of that, like, recorded live, not post-commentary, let's get the honest reactions to things. Yeah. Um. So while I don't think there will ever be another Let's Play like Zelda... I would like to at some point do another thing with you where we record it live and not post commentary. Yeah, same. I like we would need to find like I just don't know what we'd do. Yeah. You know. Cuz it I mean the one thing hanging over both our heads is of course Dragon Guard 2. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And that that is unfortunately probably going to have to be post commentary just cuz the nature of that game. You you would not want to go through that yeah, game no. live. <laughs> but I, I want to find something else to go through with you like that because that was, no doubt, like one of the most fun things I've ever done. Oh, same. Um, Speaking so, of doing things for fun yeah. and that no one will watch. Yeah, that was... well, you know what you say that, but the thirty people that watched it seemed to really like it. <laughs> yeah, and that does mean a lot to me, actually. Yeah, and um, I really do wish that the joke that would have been the best thing ever, where I tried, I literally tried putting all ninety-five episodes of that into one Sony Vegas file and rendering out a file that would have been over two days long, would have worked to upload the Zelda Let's Play Omnibus. Unfortunately, that did not work. My computer crashed. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna just put it out there and say that maybe at some point at some point this year we can find something else to let's play together that we can do that's not that's not as long as Zelda but maybe in the same style. I should probably mm, I've I was not going to say this but I I think I might as well cut the bullshit. There was part of me earlier in the year where it's like man it'd be fun to do that with like Dragon's Dogma because I think that's a thing that neither of us really know about. But also it's like maybe not also the best game choice if we have no idea what that entails and also that seems yeah. like a super long game and who knows if it's repetitive and yeah yeah so we'll find something and hey uh, um, rosin probably doesn't feel this way but i want to know if you guys have any ideas throw them down in the comments honestly I i'm curious what what people think uh, yeah We're, i'm open. absolutely absolutely no promise we will ever touch any of them but <laughs> yeah. i'm curious i'm curious what the people who want to see us do something like that would maybe want to see us do. And, yeah. and maybe we'll take a look at some of them. If you say SMT2, I'm banning you. <laughs> no <laughs> SMT. No Mogami Tensei. Let's just make that a flat. We're not doing a Megaton thing together. If Rosin does Megaton stuff, it is going to be on his own. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That like I don't think people want me on your SMT stuff, so I, I don't think anyone was gonna I, say that. I feel really weird because like, and I I feel really weird after making that Discord and like just like 
getting to chat with people over like the past year because I have realized in my attempt to make a thing that has no intrinsic focus, I have also fractured the type of people who come to watch my things because I now have a very peculiar split between the people who found the channel through the Drakengard LP, which is actually a more sizable amount than I figured. Um, I, I, I I looked back at it recently and was honestly surprised at the views it got. And, uh, and really... That uh, last episode in particular has a lot of very positive comments. And, and honestly, like... All right, I, again, I'm, I'm not... I don't want to get too into it. I had a very rough year. And, um kind of capping it off looking at that was it, it meant a lot to me honestly yeah so, thank you guys that watched that and somehow ended up here yeah um so like there's there's the dragon guard there were also like i think i i had to delete it because i f well actually sorry sorry i didn't have to delete it i accidentally deleted it because mobile twitter is the er, twitter <laughs> mobile youtube is the fucking worst and there's no are you sure you want to delete well okay i think there was but like i just happened to bump it twice and there's no undo feature but uh, because mobile youtube sucks i accidentally deleted the very first like part zero of my kuyaku let's play and i needed to re-upload it like a goober but like that sucked it, it really because i was like yeah my big comeback oh oof, oof, sorry guys don't don't expect too much i'm still fucking up <laughs> but like i was like man i uh there was i don't know there was a guy who commented on that that was like yeah i, I came to this channel really really looking forward to dragon guard too but i guess i'll stay around to to learn more about megaten i guess and i was like oh my god i know and i was like whoa i i it was very surreal reading that comment. I was like, oh no, I'm... Nobody knows any... Oh, actually, my favorite thing is the thing my friend sent to me, which was um, someone posting, I believe, the first part of the Kyuyaku LP on the Mega Ten subreddit, and someone was like saying, hey, guess who's back? And I think the top-rated comment was who? And I was like, yes! <laughs> you've and done it you've finally I'm, done it i'm free it's so great also i'm pretty sure the beginner's guide is not linked to the sidebar anymore which thank christ that thing sucks it's so out of date i literally only have it up because it still makes me a lot of money <laughs> i'm not even gonna bullshit it's just nice to have that as an income source yeah oh, Dude, that that beginner's guide like is so bad that's not what I'm gonna say. You, you you could never get rid of that. Just on, on the fact that like I I would you, actually be sad if it was lost. You would I not know so many people that you know right now if I that know. didn't exist. I was talking to our friend about this on Discord the other night, but it's like when I actually do the mental math and like not even just people that I've met through like doing all of that shit, but also like. There are people who I don't even like anymore that have, like, met all of their friends in that particular group through me. Yeah. Like, I have introduced people to each other that created friend groups, and I just don't even care for those people anymore. Like, I, I have introduced so many people to each other, and, like, there's, like, a weird part of me that's, like, I'm at least happy that that happened, <laughs> you know? Like, it's weird. Uh... Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm specifically here because the episode you made about dumb petty drama, but <laughs> <laughs> fucking 
Twitter still sucks. I'll never back down on this. <laughs> Woo! SMT IRL 2 happening right now. Yeah, fucking weird lolly loving loser. That, that is, for, for, for what it's worth. Okay, I have two things to say right now, actually. <laughs> okay. One, the episode of Cathedral of Shadows, SMT IRL, is legitimately the reason why I know Rosin. <laughs> because... Not I. I was not interested in the drama. I had no idea who any of those people were. I just got a video recommended to me that said SMT IRL, and I went, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, and two, I don't even think it, he is like around anymore. I don't think half the people involved with that forum even post anymore, like anywhere. Good times. So two, if you are one of the hundred people that watch my Persona Five video. When I start talking about Persona 4 and I say I've been holding these feelings back for a long time, that is the very first thing I've ever talked to Rosin about. Yeah. I, I emailed in for COS about that exact topic. Like, what was this, 2013 now? Yeah. And that was the first conversation I ever had with Rosin, and it made it into that Persona 5 video. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, side note, did you know our friend Fang was a fucking mod on that one forum? I don't know the forum you're talking about. It was the I, was one... not a, I was not a part okay. of that SMT community. Yeah, okay. It, it, it was, it's weird. <laughs> like, we all, we, <laughs> we've all met each other in such weird and trusty ways that, like, I yeah. just kind of look back and it's like, fucking God, I don't even know anymore. The butterfly effect of the butterfly. Butterfly of effect of woo The butterfly effect of bullshit. <laughs> anyway. It's good to be back. Email. Um, I don't know if we finished it. Hold on. <laughs> Alright, moving on. <laughs> um Oh yeah. No, we we literally the, <laughs> Laura didn't even ask a question. We just went off about the Breath of the Wild comment. Whoops. Uh, have you ever had to cut out people from your lives due to envious emotions? To put an example, I once had to cut out a friend from my life because they would constantly put themselves down because to them my art was much better than theirs. It wasn't TBH. And any time I would show them a new piece, they would only start putting themselves down even more. Stop. Or I stopped talking to them after a while because it started to feel like they would constantly bring it up to guilt me. Have you ever had something like that, uh, even for, like, a really minor thing? Love you guys, Laura. Um, I have not had, like, anything to that degree in particular. I will say that, like, I dated someone who, like, was very upfront about the fact that she got jealous easily, and that was, like, just a thing we worked through, and it was never, like, a problem, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say definitely not to that extent, um, but I did have a, a friend who not the same problem but similar problem uh, i had a friend who was very uh competitive over weird things in the sense of like I, I i feel like he felt that if he was not the best at everything then he was failing himself in some way and it would extend to such weird things where like when i bought a playstation 4 he sold his entire video game collection to also buy a playstation 4 because how could I have one and he didn't, you know? It's really weird. It it, it it was a weird, unhealthy friendship uh, that ended for not those reasons. It ended for completely other things. But that that's definitely, when I look back on that friendship, that is one of the things that I'm like, mm, there were red flags there that I should have <laughs> picked up on. <laughs> that's always how uh, that happens. Yeah. So, so not that problem, but I, I can see how that can definitely be an issue. Yeah. 
Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Also, thanks for being a good moderator in the RB Discord. Thumbs up. This is from our, our pal, Derry. Hi. Howdy, y'all. It's Derry. How are you guys? You know. Yeah. I'm recording a podcast. Feeling pretty good. I want to find the time to sit down and watch some anime, but I'm not sure what to watch. Do y'all have recommendations for short anime series on Netflix or Hulu? No, run away. Damn. <laughs> um, actually, I can't. I was about to say Ghost in the Shell's on Hulu. They actually took it down recently. Oh, uh, that sucks. Which is bullshit. I think Standalone Complex is on Netflix. I don't know. I, I ha It has to be if they're making a third season on there. It, it has to be, yeah. Because I, um... That's not short, though. <laughs> No, oh, it's yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, One Piece. I don't know because I'm so out of the loop on this shit. To be I, honest, I, I, like I, I've been so out of anime. Um, which like honestly, like the only thing I like can recommend, and like just personally because you know, like I know them, Derry. I'm not sure if this is your sensibilities, but like Devilman Crybaby. But like I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. You know, uh, I, I, that's the only thing on Netflix slash Hulu anime-wise I've really watched as of late, so. If you're willing to go to, like, 25, 26 episodes, I'm gonna say Fate Zero, but again, that's... Oh, yeah, Fate, Fate Zero, but also that is kind of a commitment. That's, that's a, that's a... Y'all know. <laughs> I've heard good things about uh, was it Vi Violet Evergarden. Yeah. I've heard good things about that, but I have not watched it myself. Yeah, same. Uh, also, Zach, and Trick and Marie, if you're here, they're not here. Uh, are the Fate animes any good? Oh, well, there we go. Oh, okay, Okay. so so <clears throat> here's how you got to do it. Oh, God, here we what, go. You watch Fate Zero, and then if you're not willing to read a visual novel, you watch Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. And then you track down the first Heaven's Feel movie, and you ignore everything else. Do not watch any other Fate anime. <laughs> that's that's how you do it. They also ask, uh, because uh, I want to try watching that too, but uh, playing through Fate Go, I found that I only liked it when it's not being horny. I guess what I'm asking is, are the Fate animes trash horny? <laughs> So what you do is you watch Fate Zero, you watch Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, and you watch the Heavens Feel movie, and you stay away from everything else. Also, I don't know if you guys talked about this, but what was your favorite thing you played this year? Okay, yeah, so we, we covered that. See, people want to know what 2018 was like as gamers. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, and then they ended by saying Happy New Year, fam, and yes, Happy New Year to you as Happy well. Happy New Year, Derry. And to wrap things up, we have one very good email from Anonymous, which actually this was not the last in the list, but I saved it for last. <coughs> this is all written lowercase, by the way. Rosin, what's the best Coheed album? So... Have a good night. So, um, what, this is a complicated question that I feel like I could go on for a long, 
a, a long time about, but basically. Roll the credits. Come on, I, get that Indian theme. So it, it'll We're be a, it'll be a Coheed song. Fuck it, I'll do it. Not not on the not on the iTunes and Google Play version. That's a no no. But on YouTube, fuck it. I don't need to get paid. Fuck it. Here you go, Coheed and Cambria. Take my ad revenue. So. So, second stage Turbine Blade is by no means a favorite, but I do think it's a solid... I'm not... Okay, I'm not going to recap every album. Fuck that. So, so, so of their massive album list, I, I do think that it is a three-way tie, and I cannot state... Like, I cannot say I like any of these three more than others. I have to say that In Keeping Secrets in Silent Earth 3 is a very good second album in the sense that I feel like it is the perfect midpoint between their, like raw creative energy of like hey we're a young like progressive metal band like progressive rock pop weird fusion band that like wants to tell a weird sci-fi epic through albums um and like they're starting to find their sound that they'll rock with for a little bit but like it's not quite developed yet and like there's a lot of like youthful like like fuck you angsty energy in that that I like a lot and also it has a song called The Crowing where it starts with a crow screech which I will always love what a stupid fucking album um uh Good Apollo I'm Burning Star 4 Volume 1 From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness first of all amazing title for an album uh obviously it is their most popular album where Welcome Home is from and also the one where like the story starts to get all batshit and like weird and metaphysical and stuff and like 10 speed shows up who is a talking demon bicycle um and like all of the songs as everyone knows who's listened to that album fucking bangers problem is like that's when coheed's at their most misogynist and like not great it is very much a bad breakout album with like a very entitled boy who does not know how to treat women right and that is not great but the songs other than that when they're not about that are actually pretty good and i wish the lyrics were not as gross as they are um, and then I have to say that Vax's Act 1, The Unheavenly Creatures, their latest album from last October, is a very, very good return to form for them. I personally was not, uh, not as down on their more recent stuff as a lot of other fans were. I, I mean, Color Before the Sun is not great. I think everyone knows that Year Before, or Year of the Black Rainbow, also not the best. I was a little bit happier with the Afterman albums than most people were. I fucking think Domino the Destitute fucking that's a that shit slaps probably their best song actually uh gravity's union is okay too um but vaxis act one is a very good return to form it is it is basically like a, a return to more poppy apollo one sounding coheed and cambria uh and also i like the fact that they now have the sci-fi story going again with a second act with a new cast of characters and i'm curious to see where the lore expands uh, i'm also very happy with the fact that claudio as a father seems to like kind of gotten over his younger years and he actually at the very least uh that uh, this first album is actually about admitting that hey maybe when things go wrong in a relationship maybe part of it's on you and maybe you should treat women with respect yeah whoever wrote that email <laughs> go fuck yourself <sighs> Coheed and Cambria is so good. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. It's really bad. It's super bad. It's so fu- I love it so much. It's so fucking bad. It's like the grossest, most like petty juvenile bull- I fucking love it so much. Anyways, thank- thanks everyone. 
Ask me next time what I uh, think about Nine Inch Nails. Good night tonight. I'm Burning Star 4.